Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. The Ford F-150 truck drives smart design forward. The standard 12-inch productivity screen helps you get what you need done too. And the available Pro-Access tailgate improves access to bed and cargo and utilization of the bed, including when towing a trailer. Together with a wider bumper step, it's easier to access the bed and load in tight spaces. An available ProPower onboard serves as a mobile power source, providing up to 7.2 kilowatts of power to charge a bed full of electric dirt bikes or run an entire job site worth of tools. I'm still driving my 2016 F-150 truck and 90,000 miles in. As long as I keep it clean, it honestly still looks brand new. I've taken it down snow-covered forest service roads, taken it out camping, put a ton of miles on it on the freeway, had five adults in the cabin for long trips, and it's been great everywhere. Super dependable. I still love the way it looks, nice and rugged design, but with a super comfortable interior. And I'm still very happy with the quality sound system and heated seats. And since I bought my 2016 F-150 truck, the list of standard amenities that make a truck feel like a luxury vehicle have only grown. Tough this smart can only be called F-150. Find your local Ford dealer at Ford.com. Pro-access tailgate available starting spring 2024. See owner's manual for important operating instructions. Twin Flames Universe. You've probably heard of it since it's getting a lot of buzz. These past couple months after a three-part docuseries titled Desperately Seeking a Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames Universe, debuted on Amazon Prime on October 6th, and another three-part docuseries titled Escaping Twin Flames debuted on Netflix in November. But if you haven't heard of it, what is it? It's a spiritual organization, kind of. It's also a trauma treatment center, or at least claims to be. With this universe, there is a meal planning service, an online megachurch, a multi-level marketing scheme, a family vlog, YouTube channel, a school. By the time you hear this, maybe they'll be offering something else. Maybe they'll have built a big Michigan cult compound they've been talking about since March. And yes, this group is definitely a cult, no matter how much they deny that. It was founded by Jeff and Shalia Ion, aka Jeff and Shalia Divine, in 2017, under the guise of helping others find their twin flames, aka their ultimate lovers, aka their soulmates, kind of. I'll explain all this gibberish as best I can today. Uh, twin Flames Universe primarily consists of a big comprehensive website, a YouTube page, a private Facebook group, private community classes on Google Hangouts held four times a week, and one-on-one -on -one online coaching sessions. Since it began, it's initially already had, uh, you know, it's initially already, excuse me, pretty confusing core dogma has morphed into a perplexing, twisted, serpentine cluster of ideologies that go far beyond just attracting your soulmate. Founded on fragments of Buddhism, Hinduism, New Age spiritualism, Christianity, and a whole mess of guru, word salad, utter nonsense bullshit, Twin Flames Universe is a cult that financially exploits its openly vulnerable and lonely members, separates them from families, encourages them to transgress other people's boundaries, and even randomly pressures select followers to transition to the opposite gender, even when they have zero interest in doing so. And they do all of this, so far, almost entirely online. 
Jeff and Shalia Devine, assert that their programs are based on scientific methods that guarantee success. And by scientific methods, they mean uh, methods made up by two people, neither of whom have literally any scientific training whatsoever. Shalia was a hairdresser. Jeff studied human resource management in college, where maybe he took a biology class, and that would be the extent of his science education. Nevertheless, they assert that by following them and doing exactly what they say, which you'll have to pay a lot of money to hear, of course, uh, you'll be led directly to your twin flame. But what happens when, after spending thousands of dollars on classes and dedicating countless hours to the programs, members still have not been given what they were promised, when they still haven't found their twin flame? Well, they can go get fucked. It is not the fault of your holy, righteous spiritual leaders that you still choose to let others height, wrist, skull, and dickmog your soul stasis away from you. Sorry, but it really isn't Jeff and Shalia's fault. Twin Flames universe ideology seems to mostly be based on the concept that if anything isn't working out for you, it is entirely your fault. Today, we're going to investigate the intensely manipulative ways that Jeff and Shalia treat their followers, I mean customers, as well as dig into the cults, I mean spiritual groups, ideology, its structure, Jeff and Shalia's other entrepreneurial ventures, and claims of abuse and coercion former members have recently leveled against them. All that and more on a scary new kind of cult, cult, cult edition of Time Suck. This is Michael McDonald, and you're listening to Time Suck. <laughs> you're listening to Time Suck. Happy Monday and Happy New Year, Meat Sacks. Welcome to 2024. And welcome to this installment of the Cult of the Curious. I'm Dan Cummins, the master sucker, Harlan Sanders cornerman, demonic zombie identifier, Kentucky Fried Podcaster. And you are listening to Time Suck. Hail Nimrod, hail Lucifina, praise be to good boy Bojangles and glory be to Triple M. Bless us with the best year of the suck first yet. Uh, if you are a Hawaii sucker, I will have what will be very likely my only shows of the year at the Blue Note, Honolulu, January 27th. Saturday night, two shows, and then focusing only on podcasting for a while. Right now, I am so focused. I've been so immersed in the Twin Flames universe. Today, we're going to use the foolproof, uh, unassailable, flawless science of Jeff and Shalia Divine and the Twin Flames universe to find each and every one of our listeners. That Venmo me $5,000 right now, their soulmate and ultimate lover. Looking at you, incels. Don't you fucking balk at that price, you piece of shit. Are your dreams not worth that much? Is that not the deal of a lifetime for lifelong romantic and sexual fulfillment? You sub-Melvin motherfuckers should be so grateful to me for introducing this wisdom to you soon after highlighting your sad, self-defeating little online world. The Twin Flame Universe, their teachings are your solution to the pesky Chad problem you didn't think you'd ever be able to rectify. Lucky for you, height, jawline, musculature, uh, interpupillary distance, wrist and skull size, etc. None of that shit has any bearing on Twin Flame compatibility. The TFU is built to get you laid. You might not get a Stacy. You might actually get partnered with a Melvin, even though you identify as a straight cisgender male. But in the TFU world, as you will find out, one hole is as good as another. Okay? Actually, I don't know if they say that. Uh, but that mentality is pretty close to what they truly preach. Obviously, I'm horsing around when it comes to my abilities to find your soulmate. <laughs> I'm, I'm no guru. 
It would be ridiculous for me to claim that if you paid me enough, I could just magically tell you the name of the love of your life, somebody I haven't even met, and also make them suddenly appear in your life. I mean, that's fucking crazy talk. We all know that, right? Uh, No. No, we don't, sadly. Some people think other meat sacks do have magical, not quite shooting fireballs, but close wizard-like powers. And I'm not talking about incel wizard powers. Pretty sure never fucking before the age of 30 has very little to do with being proficient in magic. Uh, Sorry, I'm having a hard time moving past all the incel terminology from a few weeks ago. We've been having a real good time with it here around the suck dungeon. So many great terms, you hot-ass Beckys. Some men prefer a Becky to a Stacy, by the way. More approachable, sexier in a girl-next-door kind of way. And I'm not even talking about high-tier Beckys. Even you low-tier Beckys. You got something special going on. Hey, Lucifina. Uh, But for real, it would be crazy for me to actually think that I had some divine matchmaking powers. Also crazy for literally anyone else on earth to make that claim. As hopefully most of us know from all the cults we've encountered here on Time Suck and from just having some basic common sense, anyone who offers you profound spiritual transcendence and complete perfection of your soul if you just do everything they say and of course pay them a bunch of money, well, that's a con artist. Uh, Except for the Pope, of course. And except for the president of the LDS church. And except for the Dalai Lama. And except for other equivalent special access to God's will more holy and special than, you know, you, religious authority figures. Of course, they are powerful wizards who for sure know much more about the mind of God than you, uh, you arrogant, ignorant, fucking peasant. Just shut up and do what they tell you to do. I tease. Kind of, I tease. Uh, But even those figures don't claim to actually be God, like so many cult leaders, including today's dear Jeffrey. Actually, our second Jeffrey to claim that he's God after Skidmark's better half, much better half, Jeffrey Lundgren. Uh, But not even Prophet Jeffrey, to my knowledge, even claimed, uh, you know, to know exactly which other meat sack everyone else was supposed to be conjoined with forever. I I mean, Prophet Jeffrey did tell some followers who they were supposed to be married to, sleep with, and many other cult leaders, you know, have commanded followers in regards to, you know, who they're to be wed with, who they're supposed to have sex with. But I can't think of anyone else who does that out the gate who leads with that other than Jeff Devine? Or should I say Jesus? Because Jeff has recently claimed to be Jesus. Uh, or rather has stated that, that Jesus claimed to be Jeff. It's a bit confusing. I'll cover it in the timeline. Uh, Jeff and also Shalia are not special though, no matter what they claim. Not in some celestial sense. They are a bit special in the way that they formed what many sources believe to be the world's first almost fully online cult, a modern cult, for modern times. No compound in the woods necessary anymore. You just need a private Facebook group. Kind of like, uh, kind of like what we have. Cult, 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 cult. Uh Uh-oh. Focusing for real now. Uh, Today we're talking about Twin Flames Universe and its founders, Jeff and Shalia Devine. We'll go over a bit about what a twin flame is supposed to be, how you can supposedly identify yours, how the organization actually functions and isolates its members from the rest of the world, what products, yes, products they offer, And finally, we'll meet some current and past members. Then we're going to dive into a timeline of how the cult that is already the focus of one popular docuseries on Netflix and another on Amazon Prime actually got started and follow it all the way up until today. So let us begin. So what the fuck exactly is a twin flame? It's a, well, it's a venereal disease. Uh, specifically, it's a fast-traveling bacteria that reproduces and reproduces only, uh, you know, when an infected person is directly engaged in vaginal intercourse. 
the bacteria can only spread from penis to vagina or from vagina to penis and is only activated to wake up from a state of dormancy and start replicating and spreading by the friction that only occurs during intercourse. And when it spreads, each partner's sexual organs will start to really burn. And if they're not careful and don't stop fucking and go get some antibiotics, uh, their, their dicks uh, or, or pussies will actually literally burst into flames, twin flames, as the name suggests. No, of course not. Uh, to me, it's really just a rebranding of the soulmate concept, even though it's supposedly much more than that. It's soulmate 2.0, new and improved soulmate, more powerful than ever. Uh, the idea of a twin flame, basically the person uh, that you are destined to be with, the love of your life, just more intense, exploded in Western pop culture after the turn of the century. And it's uh, it's made a significant comeback in recent years, become more prevalent in recent years. Uh, two of the most prominent proponents of this term in pop culture uh, recently have been Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, who have publicly referred to each, uh, to each other as twin flames. As defined by Megan Fox, uh, speaking about Kelly here, Instead of a soulmate, a twin flame is actually where a soul has ascended to a high enough level that it can be split in two different bodies at the same time. So we're actually two halves of the same soul. And I said that to him almost immediately because I felt it right away. Uh, okay, Megan. I wonder if Megan previously was certain that actor Brian Austin Green was her twin flame, uh, the man she was married to for about a decade and had three kids with. Uh, I wonder if Machine Gun Kelly ever felt that Emma Cannon mother of his daughter, uh, contained the other half of his soul. Also, after publicly declaring themselves to be twin flames, Megan and Machine Gun, uh, a.k.a. Colson Baker, broke up for a while. That doesn't seem real twin flamish. I, I would think that when you found the other half of your soul, you know, you'd be living in a pretty harmonious state that wouldn't include little breakups. I, but what do I know? I mean, I, I doubt I am as spiritually knowledgeable and advanced as Megan Dalai Lama Fox. Or Machine Gun Ascended Master Kelly, right? The term twin flame dates back to long before Colson Baker. I wish he would have kept his birth name, by the way, but added BB Gun, right? BB Gun Baker. I mean, how fun would that be? Some nice alliteration. Uh, actually, it's not alliteration because I guess G is in the middle of the B's, but it, it sounds almost like a B, G sound. Anyway, adorable. The twin flame goes back to the Victorian era and appeared for the first time that I'm aware of in 1886, excuse me, in Marie Corelli's debut novel, A Romance of Two Worlds. Marie Corelli, birth name, Mary McKay, or McKay, almost no one in today's episode uh, seems content to just stick with her fucking birth name, uh, was a prolific and best-selling English novelist in the 19th and early 20th centuries, whose works were largely concerned with Christianity, reincarnation, astral projection, and mysticism. Uh, connecting her to our Shakespeare suck, she would spend her final years in Stratford-upon-Avon and champion the preservation of numerous historic buildings in the city. Her debut novel is considered an incredibly important cultural and literary work as it contributed heavily to Victorian England's burgeoning interest in a belief in the concept of reincarnation. It also is important to us today because it planted the seeds for the modern concept of the twin flame. The quote that the phrase first originates in, as far as anybody can tell, is as follows. Messenger of my fate, thou who art a guiding spirit of the elements, thou who ridest the storm cloud and sittest throned on the edge of the lightning, by that electric spark within me, of which thou art the twin flame, I ask of thee to send me this one more poor human soul. Let me change its unrestfulness into repose, its hesitation to certainty, its weakness to strength, its weary imprisonment to the light of liberty, 
I mean, pretty uh, beautiful stuff, right? Also, uh, that was written in a in a work of fiction. Important to remember today. All of this twin flame shit, based on either concepts blatantly written as fictional concepts, <clears throat> excuse me, or in new age spiritual works written in the past century by some people who sure seem to have uh, been either con artists or mentally ill or both. In the 1930s, the twin flame concept shows up again when Guy and Edna Ballard, the founders of the I Am Activity Spiritual Movement, called themselves by the related term twin rays. Uh, we actually met Guy and Edna way back in Suck 131 National Park Mysteries. Guy Ballard was a mining engineer who claimed that during a 1930 visit to California's Mount Shasta when he was 52 years old and apparently had a fucking stroke or ate some mushrooms he didn't realize were psychedelic, he was contacted by a being known as St. Germain, one of the so-called ascended masters of the Great White Brotherhood. Uh, the Great White Brotherhood, first described by the person who most likely made, the, made these fuckers up, uh, New Age OG guru, Theosophy's primary founder, Madam Helena Blavatsky. We've got to suck her properly someday. Uh, she taught that they were perfected beings of great power who spread spiritual teachings through selected humans. An enlightened community of adepts who have benevolent goals for the spiritual development of humanity. Madame Blavatsky claimed to have met the ancient masters, the White Brotherhood, in the mountains of Tibet, where she probably never even went. Uh, and they shared long lost secrets with her, including what happened to the lost and very magical civilization of Atlantis. She taught followers that Atlantis sank as the result of battles between ancient wizards and magicians and dragons and ancient atomic bombs and all sorts of weird, preposterous shit thousands and thousands of years ago. She was big on reincarnation and spiritual ascension and blending numerous old religious concepts and figures into this new uh, syncretic theological teachings of hers. And what does all this ascension talk really even mean? No one fucking knows. It's a bunch of convoluted, idiotic, wackadoodle word salad. I was cracking up watching videos of various experts trying to break down new age concepts into understandable definitions. People like therapist Dr. Todd Grande, a YouTuber I actually really like, and they just get so flabbergasted. Because in the new age world, all these cool sounding terms get tossed, constantly just tossed around, right? Ascension, vibrations, frequencies, consciousness, dimensions, vortexes, blah, blah, blah. Here's what Google's new AI search feature came up with as a definition for ascension. In the new age, right? Capital new, capital H. Uh, ascension is the process of moving to a higher level of consciousness or dimension. It can also refer to becoming more aware of your connection with the world around you and your sense of being. Uh, yeah, that really, uh, that really clears it all up. Uh, here's more info I found. The process of ascension begins with understanding the world through knowledge, meditation, and or brain biofield therapy. Some say that if you're waking, you'll probably avoid lower vibrational activities and operate from a higher vibrational frequency. Yeah, cool. Cool, yeah. No, do we all uh, understand it now? Uh, well, I haven't gone over this stuff a ton on Time Suck. I have researched and covered dozens of new age wackadoodles on the Secret Suck since 2018 who all live in this world and all say variations of the same shit. Uh, Dolores Cannon, Teal Swan, Jamie McGonagall, Yvette Rose, Lee Carroll, Christina Lopez, Sri Ramka, Carol Ann Collins, Jay-Z Knight, on and on and on and on. And they all use the same terms, right? They spend hours saying a whole bunch of fucking nothing just endlessly circling around vague concepts about supposed ancient wise beings, sometimes who are also aliens, who watch us, help us move humanity forward in vague ways, 
vibrational frequency ways, sharing knowledge with select prophets and teachers like Jeff and Shalia Divine, knowledge that will help, you know, some of us not get sent backwards in a reincarnation cycle, but instead our vibrations will move at a high enough frequency to be able to progress into another higher dimension and maybe astral project travel to another world or create a new version of this world, just fucking whatever. And all this knowledge, just like the entirety of the world's accumulated religious knowledge, has supposedly been dispensed to only a few select individuals who know more than the rest of us, people who claim to have God's ear. And the rest of us schmucks are just supposed to believe them. Just take them at their word. Do some spiritual trust fall. Just hope that the Jeff Divines of Earth will catch us. Well, Guy Ballard took some of Blavatsky's uh, teachings and expounded on them. He published a book in 1934 titled Unveiled Mysteries, sharing the knowledge he supposedly gathered while hiking around Mount Shasta with these ancient masters. He claimed to continue to receive regular transmissions from these masters uh, termed discourses long after his initial encounter. Uh, one of the masters who talked to him, uh, none other than Jesus Christ. Of course, Guy Ballard was a very important man, right? He spoke to all the masters, including Jesus. Uh, because he claimed to speak to Jesus, members of Ballard's new I Am movement would consider themselves to be Christian, even though they also pulled uh, you know, on concepts from Buddhism, theosophy, and more. Uh, other Christians did, did not see them as Christian, continue not to. I would not consider them Christian. Uh, Guy and his uh, wife, Edna Ballard, working as a team, just like Jeff and Shalia Divine, will claim to receive more than 3,000 master messages. And those messages will form the body of the movement's teachings. The name I am, a reference to the Bible verse in which God replies to Moses, I am who I am in Exodus, uh, sometimes translated as I am that I am. The Ballards incorporated the I Am movement into a religion in 1932. Following Guy Ballard's death in 1939, Edna became the movement's leader and revealed messages she received from an ancient master, right, known as St. Germain, the same St. Germain, until her death in 1971. St. Germain doesn't sound nearly as cool as Jesus. Germain uh, sounds a lot like Jerry. Does anyone really want to take the advice of some supposed ancient master known as St. Jerry? I don't think so. Uh, the I Am movement has been described by many as a cult. I would describe it as a cult. Uh, and a woman named Elizabeth Claire Wolf, born in 1939, while not a member of the I Am movement, was greatly influenced by many of its teachings. Her mom had bought and studied a lot of their literature. Elizabeth would marry a man in 1963, Mark L. Prophet. I assume that was a made-up name, but his last name really was Prophet. Born to Thomas and Mabel Prophet on Christmas Eve, 1918. And he was a theosophist. And a man named Prophet who became a self-proclaimed prophet. Uh, who could claim or, you know, claim, did claim, he communicated with, just like Gal Guy Ballard, ancient masters. After meeting Mark in 1961, Elizabeth later claimed to have received vision while meditating with him that her role in life was to pass on a higher teaching to further humanity's spiritual evolution. Of course, most of these new age prophets, right, they're all about passing on the teachings of the ancient ascended masters uh, to, to us low tier normies. Elizabeth confided to Mark the next day, she was to be one of God's messengers, just like him. He accepted her as a spiritual student and fellow receiver of the master's transmissions. Probably didn't hurt that she was 20, 21 years younger than him, uh, hot, and that she was fucking him. And together, they will now run his new mystical school, the Summit Lighthouse, which she'll take over after his death in 1973. And she will change the name to the Church Universal and Triumphant. Did I mention that Elizabeth's mom took a bunch of pills when she was pregnant with Elizabeth in an attempt to abort her. And that Elizabeth would suffer random blackouts and seizures all throughout her childhood and thought she had spiritual visions 
which mom told her were memories of past lives. I feel like that's pretty important to mention. Uh, Elizabeth's Church Universal and Triumphant is still headquartered today near Gardner, Montana, a roughly uh, 800-person town that sits at the main entrance to Yellowstone Park, and they apparently still have a massive underground Armageddon bomb shelter in nearby Corwin Springs, Montana, a little unincorporated community, fully stocked with survival supplies, big enough to hold 750 people. Uh, Yeah, she became uh, more and more focused on doomsday revelations that never came true towards the end of her life. That's also probably important to know about her. Well, Elizabeth died in 2009 and her new age religious organization, often referred to as a doomsday cult, has faded into a shell of its former self, but is still limping along in Montana. And why am I talking about her again? Well, connecting this all to the Twin Flames universe, decade before she died in 1999, Elizabeth Claire Prophet published a book called Soulmates and Twin Flames, The Spiritual Dimension of Love and Relationships. And this marked a turning point for New Age spiritualism and the true inception of the modern Twin Flames ideology. Following ideas taken from the 1960s counterculture with its emphasis on personal growth and a love-not-war mindset, as well as the 1980s when New Age spiritualism meant a lot of new religions springing up and feminist goals, the New Age spiritualist movement of the early 2000s became, for lack of a better word, trendy, mainly amongst women. Horoscopes, aura readings, tarot readings, and most recently, the wellness movement became popularized by the commercialization of New Age spiritualism. And it's all still trendy today. And yes, my crystal queen is aware of a lot of this. She's into crystals and stuff, but not like this into it. I couldn't handle that. Uh, The opening pages of Prophet's 1999 book read, Each one of us has a twin soul or twin flame who was created with us in the beginning. God created you and your twin flame out of a single white fire body. He separated this white fire ovoid into two spheres of being, one with the masculine polarity and the other with the feminine polarity, but each with the same spiritual origin and unique pattern of identity. And how does she know all this? Well, the masters told her when she was meditating and having visions and receiving transmissions. Please do not doubt her divine wisdom ever again. This work really helped fuel the post-90s New Age spiritualism craze, uh, specifically with millennials, who, according to multiple sources, are the largest consumers of New Age spiritual practices and products. And whether they actually are familiar with Elizabeth Prophet's work or not, uh, I'm sure that similar literature, and there is so much similar literature now, influenced the creation of Jeff and Shalia's divine book, uh, Jeff and Shalia Divine's book, Twin Flames, Finding Your Ultimate Lover. A book clearly, right, influenced by Elizabeth Clare's crazy shit. Uh, This book, which they published in 2018, is available on their website for $17.99, or you can buy a digital copy on Amazon for $9.99, or randomly you can buy uh, the paperback copy on Amazon for $17.75. Weird that it's cheaper on Amazon than when you buy it directly from them. Uh, Although, uh, you know, we really wanted to read it for this episode. There was no fucking way we're going to pay these people any amount of money whatsoever. Not when we can find a way to pirate it online for free, Hail Nimrod. Twin Flames, Finding Your Ultimate Lover by Jeff and Shalia Devine is first and foremost pretty poorly written. Uh, reads a lot like a horny letter. A theater kid would send their crush peppered with new age spiritualist concepts that are never fully explained. Uh, the sheer arrogance of it actually reminds me a little bit of Chad Daybell's work that we covered in the Lori Vallow episode. Uh, the book was published about a year after Jeff and Shalia started the Twin Flames Universe Ascension School. And calling it a school is a real slap in the face to actual institutions of higher education. 
Uh, their school is just a weekly Google Hangout meetings led by Jeff and Shalia, where, quote, students, using that term real loosely, come together to talk about their Twin Flame unions. unions. Uh, Twin Flames Ascension School also refers to the entire back catalog of every meeting they've ever had, which you can purchase for, you know, a couple hundred dollars if you like buying things that waste your time and complicate and harm your life. In the first chapter of Twin Flames, Finding Your Ultimate Lover, Jeff and Shalia offer a definition of Twin Flames, a, a definition that they claim to have actually channeled directly from the mother-father God. Uh, it seems like God, in their view of the divine, is also a Twin Flame, right? God has a female half and a male half. Uh, they were told, you know, in their transmissions, and since we were created in God's image, we have a female half and we have a male half. The definition is, Twin Flames are the manifestation of the desire to have an internal, an eternal companion other than God. Twin flames were created by the source to have absolute and it's like capitalized source to have absolute and complete companionship with another soul. Excuse me, because soulmates come and go, but your twin flame is forever sharing with you eternal life and they mirror God's divine love for you the most clearly. <laughs> cool. I like how they try to distance the term from soulmates. <laughs> this isn't fucking soulmates. Get, get out, get out of here. That's child. That's, that's, that's kids play shit. No, this is like so much more than that. I mean, I mean, a soulmate, comes and goes you got you have soulmates right and left which is not what people who uh believe in the concept of soulmates believe but i mean all in all that definition that definition sounds fairly mundane however there's a couple of really major things that differentiate jeff and shalia's beliefs from other new age dialogues about what twin flames really are before sharing those things it seems like the least intrusive spot i can find for our first of two mid-show sponsor breaks if you don't want to hear these ads, you can join our Patreon and get ad-free and also early release episodes. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you suddenly had an extra hour show up in your day every day, what would you do with it? Work out, sleep, read a book, play Fortnite, call your mom, take judo lessons, finally watch all the episodes of Shameless? A lot of us spend a lot of our time wishing we had more time. But why? Time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The bad news is that you're not going to get that 25th hour. But what you can probably do is reprioritize where you spend some of your time. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it with your time. This year, my health is more important to me than cranking out another stand-up special as fast as possible. So I canceled a tour, sacrificed that income, and decided to spend a lot of the time I just got back working out more, resting more, relaxing more, and enjoying time with family, friends, and just myself. And I'm so glad I did. I feel better than I have in a long time. And my BetterHelp therapist, Debbie, was very helpful in getting me to make the decision to pull back. Thank you, Debbie. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash TimeSuck today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash TimeSuck. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if you've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when you hear that Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, you're probably thinking, what's the catch? Well, there isn't one, really. They cut the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. It's pretty simple. Mint Mobile is here to rescue you with premium wireless plans for just 15 bucks a month and no catch. All plans come with unlimited talk and text, plus high-speed data delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. 
And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts over. And in addition to saving money, like over a 50% price drop from what I was paying before, the network quality, in my experience, is better than it was with my old service provider. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash timesuck. That's mintmobile.com slash timesuck. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash timesuck. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Thanks to Rocket Money, I canceled a membership to a gym I used to go to where I continued to pay a monthly membership for a couple of years after I stopped going. I didn't even recognize the charge. Rocket Money found it though, and it was canceled. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash timesuck. That's rocketmoney.com slash timesuck. Rocketmoney.com slash timesuck. I still love peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, but I'd stopped eating them almost entirely a while back because the bread on top of the sugar from the jelly made me so sleepy. All those carbs caused me to want to take a nap after eating them. Enter Hero Bread. Hero Bread takes the fear of carbs out of bread, but still leaves you with that delicious bread taste. Hero Bread has 0 to 1 gram of net carbs, 0 grams of sugar, and it's high in fiber. It's also delicious and flavorful. The soft, fluffy experience you love when enjoying a savory breakfast burrito or mouth-watering cheeseburger. There is something for every craving, including sliced bread loaves, buns, and tortillas. And there are monthly small batch drops of indulgent favorites, like the two grams of net carbs Hero Croissant, or the one gram of net carbs Hero Cheddar Biscuit. I had a loaf of Hero Classic White Bread delivered last week. Soft, fluffy, and delicious. Five grams of protein per slice, and it's high in fiber. And the best part? Hero Bread doesn't taste healthy. It tastes like bread. It's great. Don't give up on being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TIMESUCK at checkout. That's TIMESUCK at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Thanks for sticking around. And we're back to discuss a couple of major points that differentiate Jeff and Shalia's beliefs from other New Age dialogues around what uh, twin flames really are. The first different idea for Jeff and Shalia is their concept of a harmonious twin flame union. According to their website, back in 2014, Jeff and Shalia coined the term Harmonious Twin Flame Union, HTFU, after achieving the vibration together. Being the first to achieve and discover HTFU, they went on to distill step-by-step their logical and scientific process mm, of inner healing and purification. They began sharing this process through their body of work and have changed the lives of countless students who have also come to achieve these same results in their lives. Ah, how cool. They had the very, very first HTFU vibration. Uh, it took a while for us to nail down the actual definition of what a harmonious twin flame union is because they make it out to be the sublime concept that's beyond a, a mere mortal's understanding. And like I said already, this you know a lot of this is just uh, inherently nonsensical. However, after quite a bit of research, it seems like uh, what they're suggesting is that a harmonious twin flame union 
is a coming together between two halves of the same soul in compassion, understanding, and empathy. How sweet. So the same old romantic concept of a soulmate or true love. Just really, uh, you know, really feeling deeply romantic love. That's all this is. They're just repackaging, you know, a, a previous concept that's been around forever. This is nothing new. Repackaging the same romantic reality that's been around since I don't know, uh, whatever, however, for however long we've been around. So what these nut jobs are actually saying when they claim to be the first to achieve and discover HTFU is that they are the first people ever in the entire history of the world, in the, in the history of the universe, to be in a relationship as intimate and devoted and loving as theirs. Now I know that if one of these people were to hear me say that, they would simply retort with something like, "Oh, he has no idea what he's talking about." He could never understand the depth of what a harmonious twin flame union is because he hasn't been through the classes, hasn't been through the courses, hasn't experienced that. And to that, I would say that uh, even if I actually couldn't possibly comprehend whatever spiritual alphabet soup they're sputtering, still ridiculous for them to claim that they found a more profound understanding of what it means to be in a loving romantic relationship than anyone else fucking ever in all of history. These cult leaders, they are never short on arrogance, are they? I mean, in 380 BCE, Aristotle wrote, love is a single soul inhabiting two bodies. That's pretty beautiful. 1609, Shakespeare, old Billy Shakes wrote in his sonnet 116, love is not love which alters when it alteration finds or ends with the remover to remove. Oh no, it is an ever fixed mark that looks on tempests and is never shaken. In Wuthering Heights, or maybe fix it mark, probably sounds better. In Wuthering Heights, published in 1847, Emily Bronte wrote, If all else perished and he remained, I should still continue to be. And if all else remained and he were annihilated, the universe would turn to a mighty stranger. I should not seem part of it. My love for him is like the foliage in the woods. Time will change it. I'm well aware as winter changes the trees. In 1985, Michael motherfucking McDonald wrote, Darling, our love, one love that never fades away. Our love, this love will light the world on its way. Track six off of No Looking Back. In 2011, Stephen King wrote, but I believe in love, you know. Love is uniquely portable magic. I don't think it's in the stars, but I do believe that blood calls to blood and mind calls to mind and heart to heart. I love that. Uh, in 2021, Jim Bob, <laughs> Jim Bob Duggar wrote, uh, Hey, diddly do, kiddos. Uh, romantic love is, is a drug and, and drugs are bad. Uh, say no to drugs. Uh, say yes to a practical cohabitation arrangement that lets you focus your love where it's meant to be directed, uh, honoring the Lord. Romantic love is, is just another name uh, for lust, and that's, and that's the devil's work. Let me use an analogy to help you understand. Uh, a practical cohabitation arrangement, well, it's like it's like having a nice bike, a safe bike, a steady, reliable 10-speed Schwinn. Nothing too fancy, but dependable and functional. Y you can't use it for tricks, but it'll safely get you from point A to point B every dang time. And no one's going to want to steal it because it doesn't look that fun. Romantic love is, is like a, a We the People BMX bike with carbon fiber rims and a carbonic frame. Now, is it more fun to ride? Oh, hey, diddly do, yes, maybe. But so much more dangerous. Sure, you can catch some air, but you can also crash real hard. And everyone else is going to want to ride it. You want a bike who has a steady beauty only you can truly appreciate. Uh, maybe Jim Bob didn't say all that. 
but the rest of the quotes quotes are, are real. Uh, and yet, Jeff and Shalia believe that they know infinitely more about what it means to love and be loved than anyone else who's ever lived. Uh, no. Uh, based on that arrogant assertion alone, they can both get fucked. What's so especially crazy about this claim to me is that if you watch enough of their videos, especially more recent ones, it becomes real apparent that these two do not even have a healthy relationship. Jeff is sometimes straight up verbally abusive to Shalia. And you get the feeling, or at least I get the feeling uh, that Shalia resents the fuck out of him for talking down to her like he does. But their supposed twin flame love is what the brand is based on. So even if they fucking hate each other behind closed doors uh, to make that public, you know, would cost them uh, a lot of money in their very profitable little cult world. Uh, speaking of their videos in 2017, they posted a video titled Harmonious Twin Flame Union explained finally that now has uh, 12,000 views. In it, they are sitting on what looks like a purple couch with a sheepskin rug thrown over it. Candle holder mounted on the wall behind them that's shaped like the Hindu symbol for the second chakra, Shvadishtana, which is associated with flow, flexibility, and fun. In the video, Shalia is really rocking an unblended bright pink eyeshadow, uh, you know, with a, with a giant spike statement necklace, a look that is very 2012. Looks like a guru who just snuck in a, a recording right before she went to a My Chemical Romance concert. Uh, Jeff looks like the pompous little fucking dork he always looks like. To me, he always looks like the guy that drives the Honda Civic that's had the, the little four-cylinder engine turbo-boosted and has some like Magna uh, Flow custom exhaust, you know, to make it sound louder or something like that. And, and he treats every green light like it's the start of a fucking race. Windows down, blasting shitty music, hopefully, you know, peeling out a little. Just, just a very desperate, look at me, guys. Look how fucking cool I am vibe. Does it seem like I hate these two? Because I do. I despise them. Uh, throughout their videos, Shalia is constantly trying out new funky makeup looks, different styles. Seems like uh, Jeff is always changing his hair from super long to super short, uh, shaving his mustache, growing out a Jesus-type beard. Uh, their trendy styles, desperate energy, and enthusiastic. Welcome back to our channels, guys. Uh, you know, kind of openings. Uh, gives off the impression of them just being annoying YouTube influencers and not cult leaders uh, until they start talking. Uh, talking over nondescript humming in the background, Je uh, Jeff begins... Welcome back to our channel. Today, we're going to talk about a very important topic, something that we toss around a lot and that we promise frequently and is the basis of your direction. But, you know, uh, well, we've never really gone deep into it, described it, explained it, and that is Harmonious Twin Flame Union Explained. And then Shalia piggybacks off him by saying, uh, it's something very profound that differentiates Harmonious Twin Flame Union from just Twin Flame Union. Uh, special connection, enlightened relationship, We've seen people on the internet use the term harmonious twin flame union, but we can see and feel that they don't quite get what that really means or is. Uh, it's not just a pretty fancy word that we attach. There's a real theory and grounded work behind that full term. After several more minutes of, would you just get to the fucking point already and stop with the gibberish? Uh, you know, they start talking about how they met and how what they felt when they met was far beyond what anyone had ever felt before. And then Shalia finally offers a, a kind of definition of harmonious twin flame union. Um, let me uh, let me give the, the proper mood for it. It's more than just words. It's more than just a subtle feeling of, yeah, let's commit. Let's do that. No, it's something way deeper. It's once you've finally synced in who you are and who they are and really experience this deeper level of oneness... And you understand that despite having upsets and you working through it, which by the way, the only way to reach your harmonious twin flame union 
is by doing your spiritual work. Doing your twin flame mirror exercise that we describe in our book, you can find the link to that in the description below. And really committing to your spiritual path. Getting into your divine self and into union with God, can you really have a harmonious twin flame union with another person? If you're experiencing some really core upsets with the divine, well, she kind of trails off there, starts to giggle, and then Jeff interrupts. The divine is the channel to your twin flame. You can't get to your twin flame if there's a, a block like that. <laughs> yeah, you can't do it. Uh, so all in all, harmonious twin flame union is like a normal romantic relationship, but on steroids. And the only way to achieve that transcendental type of love and unity is through Jeff and Shalia, the greatest two people on earth. Uh, another part of their creed that brings the Twin Flame universe uh, way past quirky pop culture spiritualist group and into cult territory is the claim that Jeff and Shalia have a unique God-given ability to identify and channel people's Twin Flames. They're kind of like low-rent superheroes. Right? They can't fly. They can't run super fast or shoot lasers out of their eyes. They don't have superhuman strength or bulletproof skin. They can't turn visible or conjure fire or ice. But they can identify your soulmate. Uh, this is what initially draws so many people to the cult. People that have had a hard time finding love and getting into relationships are captivated by Jeff and Shalia's guarantee. And they do literally guarantee that there is absolutely 100% somebody out there for you. And that by joining this group, right, these gurus can and for sure will identify that person. Bingo, bango. And also guide them into bringing, you know, uh, it'll guide you into bringing this person into your life. Right? Praying on the desperate, giving them a guarantee of something that cannot be guaranteed. How many times have we seen this with doomsday cults guaranteeing salvation, right? The end is near. Stick with me. I'm the true prophet. You can be a member of my special inner circle guaranteed to have your soul ascend to heaven when the final battle is waged. We saw psychological healing and well-being guaranteed by the therapy-based uh, Sullivanian cult. Numerous prosperity gospel and faith healer scam artist types like Benny Hinn have promised to cure illness and or lead you to financial you know, success. They all promise their followers something special. This is the first cult I've come across to my best recollection that promises romantic fulfillment, but it's just a new twist on an age-old guru grift. Jeff and Shalia's uh, supposed ability to confirm for people uh, who their twin flame is isn't just sexual catnip for incel types. Uh, or for people hitting a romantic rough patch. It's also extremely attracting to those who have been recently broken up with and just can't get over their ex. As seen in both the Netflix doc, Escaping Twin Flames, and the Amazon Prime doc, Desperately Seeking Soulmate, Jeff and Shalia hook freshly dumped people in by affirming for them that, yeah, the ex you can't get over, that is, in fact, your twin flame. You're right to feel this way. You're destined to be with them. They nurture and cultivate people's obsessions over their exes and feed them hope that one day they promise if you follow their teachings that you, you know, of course, have to continually keep paying a lot of money for, they will get back together with you. And that is so fucked. These idiots actively encouraging stalking. How long until they encourage the wrong unhinged hombre in that regard? And then that motherfucker kills the person's ex and they're held liable. I can see that happen. Because another thing that separates Twin Flames universe from the rest of the sane world is that they do not give a fuck about consent. When a member has a twin flame that has broken up with them or blocked them or is dating a different person or is even married to a different person, having a kid with a different person, literally has a fucking restraining order filed against them, Jeff and Shalia preach that none of that matters, right? 
what their followers have to do is just continue to pursue that twin flame at all costs. And that is some wildly irresponsible and dangerous shit to preach. Although they have released statements denying that they encourage stalking after getting public backlash for this practice. It's obvious the students are still coached to blatantly ignore rejection and boundaries, you know, and to seek as much contact with their twin flame as possible. Uh, one member known as L in the Netflix documentary and uh, newspaper articles and as Katie in a Vanity Fair article I read about all this, uh, at least sure seems to be the same person, joined Twin Flames Universe in 2017 after suffering a terrible car accident that led to multiple spinal surgeries and then getting dumped. Once she joined the TFU or the HTFU, Jeff and Shalia informed L that her ex was for sure in fact her twin flame and that despite his rejection of her, she needed to continue pursuing him. Elle stated that she was coerced and manipulated into thinking that she was doing the right thing for her soul, which eventually led to him writing to her family. How embarrassing is this? He wrote to her family telling them that she was fucking crazy and that she needed to leave him the hell alone. He told her family that he had filed a restraining order against her and would call the police, would not hesitate to call the police if she kept showing up. After all that happens... On her birthday in 2019, Elle's out dancing in a club to celebrate. Unfortunately, she doesn't know that her ex is also there, or, or that's what she's claimed. Thinking that she followed him, and I would think that too, when she speaks to him outside of the club, he's like, what the fuck are you doing? And calls the police, and then she gets arrested. She ends up spending somewhere between two weeks and a month in prison alone. Uh, how long she was in, in uh, or in, not prison, in jail, so, excuse me, in jail alone. Uh, how long she was in varies a bit, you know, from source to source somewhere between two weeks and a month. Then in the first Twin Flames Ascension class she attends after being released from jail, Jeff singles her out in front of the group and asks her what happened. He starts to, make, uh, starts to make claims that she intentionally followed her ex to the club. And when she started to defend herself, Jeff cuts her off and aggressively says, no, I'm asking you questions and you're still talking over me. That doesn't really help you in class. Elle now starts to cry. And he's like, so did you love yourself all the way along? She says, yeah then isn't that not an act of bravery and courage? And she looks really confused and is like, yeah. So what does that make you, Elle? He asks, a criminal or a spiritual master? She looks even more confused, but eventually says, I guess a spiritual master? What do you think that does for your relationship with me? Yes. Again, confusion. And then I, I guess it, it improves it. It gives me enormous trust in you where before I had none. Congratulations, Elton. He just starts clapping, right? Her stay in jail and then having to have her parents bail her out. Then having to go live with her parents after getting out and deal with the public shame of being arrested for being a fucking creepy stalker. All totally worth it. Woo! Jesus, Jeff, now trust you. And that's priceless. It reminded me of the opening scene of Dumb and Dumber 2. When Lloyd pretends to be incapable of caring for himself and lives in a group home for, for 20 years just to prank Larry or Harry, excuse me. That you were faking for 20 years? Uh-huh. So you mean that you just wasted the best years of your life out the window and you let me come here every Wednesday for like a thousand weeks <laughs> and it was all just for a gag? Uh-huh. <laughs> That's Awesome! I know! You gotta admit, I totally had you suckered, didn't I? Oh my god. Uh, Uh, The final big thing that makes Twin Flame Universe unique, and not in a good way, is their beliefs about the divine masculine and divine feminine. Ever since they first started blogging about their relationship in 2014, Jeff and Shalia have always discussed this idea that because Twin Flames are two halves of one soul, 
One of them will always be the masculine expression of the shared soul essence, and other is the feminine expression, right? The, the yin and the yang. In one video, while thrusting his forearm just back and forth like a literal cock, Jeff says, you can perceive the masculine energy like a penis giving a gift. Giving a gift. Giving a gift, right? Giving a gift. Giving a gift. Or you can perceive the feminine as like a vagina receiving a gift. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. I'm going to have to make sure Lindsay understands this uh, concept from this day forward. Uh, hello? My dick is a divine gift. <laughs> I should sneakily share that knowledge with her some night or watching TV on the couch or something, right? When I'm horny and she's not. No, that's cool. No, you're tired. I get it. You know, you don't want it tonight. That's fine. No, no worries at all. Uh, hey, though, I, I did get you something though. Uh, would, would you like a present? I mean, unless you're too tired, of course. And then when she's like, what? Yes, I would love a present, a gift. Uh, what'd you give me? And then I'll just fucking whip my cock out. Behold, woman, thy gift is divine and to deny it is unholy. Prepare thy divine gift receptacle. This idea sounds better and better the more I think about it. I don't see any possible downside or kickback. Uh, In another instance, on a Facebook post, Shalia wrote, the feminine energy is receiving abundantly overflowing energy. When Jeff and Shalia are uh, what they're saying here, it's almost the exact same argument verbatim uh, that has been used throughout history to validate the sexual subjugation and exploitation of women, right? In the Victoria, Victorian era, and arguably during almost every other era in Western history, Normative femininity imposed that because women are innately passive vessels that exist only in relation to men, they carry children for their proper places in the home, right? Be my sex vessel and submit already, Lindsay. You get it. In another enlightened listen lesson on gender, Jeff says, you are either masculine or you are feminine energy. You're not both. Homosexuality doesn't even really exist. If you're two masculine energies having sex, you're really just shaking hands. Because it's not your twin flame anyway. I love it. I'm going to have to let one of my best and longest friends, Eddie, and his partner, Greg, know that they are fucking faking it. (laughs) They are just a couple of cockwalkers holding hands, doing a little sword fighting for funsies, engaging a little twin flame cosplay, not really in love, silly gooses. Uh, In in approximately 2019, Jeff and Shalia started enforcing this idea of a divine masculine and a divine feminine more intensely than before. Why? Probably because at that time, the Twin Flames Universe Ascension School was growing exponentially, but still only four couples had actually come into harmonious Twin Flames, harmonious Twin Flames union. More and more members, you know, they were getting upset because they've been paying exorbitant amounts of money for a while now to attend these classes, uh, some for, you know, around two years and still single. Nothing had changed other than losing money and wasting time. A former member named Shanice was interviewed saying the Twin Flames Ascension School came with a guarantee that you would be in harmonious union with your twin flame. Jeff and Shalia did not deliver what they promised. Initially, your twin flame could be anyone and they did not have to be in the group. They changed the rules where your twin flame absolutely now had to be a participant in the group in order for you guys to reach harmonious union. Funny how shit like that works with cults, right? How everything is designed to serve the leaders and things keep morphing and twisting to serve the leaders more uh, and not the needs of the group, often at the expense of the needs of the group. Suddenly, Jeff and Shalia started to change the rhetoric. They began telling many members that the person they had previously, that they had previously confirmed was their twin flame, actually not their twin flame, their real twin flame, somebody else in the group. Sure, they lost a few followers when they made this big switch, but they soon found other desperate people to follow them. So, you know, I doubt they really gave a fuck. How sad that they didn't lose everyone. 
I mean, their primary sales point was that they have this special power, divine power to be able to pick your real twin flame, right? That is why they had followers, the only real reason. And then they just admitted that they fucked up a whole bunch. You know, one woman went to jail for stalking her ex. Uh, The ex, they fucking told her to stalk and that was all for nothing. That was a big whoopsie. Uh, Hey, you know how all the twin flames you paid thousands to find the ones we told you were your real twin flames? Yeah, we were just, uh, we were joking around. (laughs) Uh, We were testing you. The real twin flame right here in this community. But now they had a new problem, right? Their group was almost all women. So Jeff and Shalia come up with a very fucked up loophole solution. Not poopo loophole. Uh, they began to inform some of their female members that they were actually, even though they had no idea, they were actually divine masculines. Big plot twist. Uh, sorry, guys. Uh, you've only thought you were women your whole lives. Uh, you've only thought that you wanted to remain women and were perfectly happy being women. But uh, newsflash, you don't want cock. You don't, actually. Uh, you want to have one. And and that cock wants to be divinely gifted to someone else's divine uh, receptacle pussy. You only thought you found sexually repulsive uh, previously for your entire life. Uh, if if you still think you find you find it repulsive, that's just because your vibrational frequency isn't really ascended enough. And don't even worry about it. We have some classes that'll fix that right up. Like that, that that's the level of crazy we're dealing with now. In December of 2019, uh, Jeff and Shalia majestically channeled 20 new twin flame couples within the group and posted the new pairings on Facebook. Most were homosexual couples, even though Jeff had said that, you know, uh, homosexual, homosexuality wasn't real. And the list stated who was the divine feminine and who was the divine masculine. Now, two women could suddenly become twin flames because they weren't just two locks scissoring away at night. Now, uh, one would be a lock and the other would be the key. Now they could, uh, you know, truly be in a, in a P and the V love and not just goofing around high, high-fiving labias and whatnot. And one pairing between a woman named Angie and another named Victoria, Angie's coach, Keely, invited the soon-to-be couple to a Zoom call to share the good news. Upon being told that her friend Angie was actually her twin flame, Victoria immediately said no, you know, because she was not, uh, you know, a, a lesbian. Keely, the coach, then wisely responded, in spiritual truth, Angie is a divine masculine. Uh, Victoria, good on her, was like, uh, yeah, fuck that. I'm out. And she left the group. But others would stay for this crazy, right? This, this is a definite new cult move here. Controlling your followers' genders. Quite the cult flex by Jesus Jeff and Shalia Bobblehead. Uh, during this time, another woman named Jessie was informed by Jeff and Shalia that she was divine masculine. Jessie told him that she had never felt that she was in the wrong body, that she had, you know, always felt like a woman, uh, enjoyed being a woman. So now to help her fix this issue of hers, they sent her to a divine healing group. My God, this is also incredibly fucked up. So psychologically abusive to try to convince people totally happy with their gender and sexual persuasion that they actually... They, they do want to flip it all around. They don't know it, but they do. Also, Jeff and Shalia can keep their unions inside their cult, 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 right? Just keep their little echo chamber pure, uh, easier to, uh, you know, make money off these people if there's no outside external voices. Uh, no part of me understands how desperate you have to be to be willing to even consider this. Uh, Dan, uh, you only think you've been sexually fantasizing about a variety of sexual acts between you and your penis and women's nude bodies uh, literally every day of your life ever since you went through puberty because you find a beautiful woman's nude body literally the most exciting thing on earth. But but actually you don't. You just have thought you did. You actually, deep down, 
uh, crave the dick. Even though you think you've convinced yourself that the thought of another dick approaching you in a sexual manner is repulsive to the point it makes you feel like you want to throw up, uh, you don't. You don't want to throw up. You want to suck it, bud. You want to gag on that cock. So we're going to need you to be a woman now and go suck that dick. Uh, incredible what people are willing to do to keep convincing themselves that they've made the right choice joining a cult. Hi, yeah, yeah. Uh, all the Twin Flames members who didn't feel aligned with the gender Jeff and Shalee assigned them were sent to this uh, secret divine healing group for training, you know, where they could learn to accept their masculinity or, you know, femininity, accept themselves as a man within a woman's body, if that was the case. Uh, they were told they could not tell anybody else that they were going to these meetings. Right? Don't talk about it. And no one was allowed to leave the sessions until everyone had complied and healed the block. I wonder if privately Jeff and Shalee were getting off on how far they were able to push some people. Like, like were they just getting high at home and just laughing? They're just sadistic asses off about all this. Uh, Jesse was told to cut her hair, her long hair, short, change her clothes, and to start thinking about male names that she liked and that she needed to change her pronouns. Angie was given similar instructions. She said, I was told to make a lot of changes really quickly. During this period, it was the coach's responsibility to get the female members to comply with their true gender. And if they did not they would be kicked out of the group. I mean, cult. Uh, Keely, Angie's coach, who has since left the group, was interviewed saying, I didn't realize it was abuse. And she's like crying. I mean, saying that she, this, this group fucked her up so bad. I didn't realize it was abuse. I, I just knew it was scary and I didn't like it. It was hard for me to identify what exactly was happening at the time. Oh man, I bet it was hard. It's all just a bunch of insanity. Uh, when she leaves the group, she'll actually track down people that she counseled and like apologize to them for being swept up in all this insanity. Uh, good on her. In the documentary, a mother uh, of Twin Flame Universe member Isaiah spoke about how her son transitioned uh, to male, saying, my child was born female, identified as a female until he joined Twin Flame Universe. I'm trying my hardest to use the pronouns he and him. I'm trying my best. Hopefully I don't slip up, but I'm trying to respect my child I asked how long he had felt this. He said, immediately when I became a twin flame. Okay, fuck that. So he never felt that before he joined this fucked up group. Right? And he joined in his 20s, by the way. This is not how sexuality works at all, based on our current collective understanding. You don't feel totally fine in one gender your entire childhood, part of your adulthood, then join a cult. Then, you know, uh, suddenly realize you should be the other gender only when you're commanded to be the other gender, by a delusional maniac. Why can't the parents of cult members start killing cult leaders? That, that's a form of murder I truly support. I mean, how great would that be if every story of a new cult I talked about here ended the same way, with the cult leader or leaders being murdered, ideally in some incredibly agonizing way, by the parent of one of the members, if not by a, a member or former member. I feel like if that became a, a common occurrence, maybe it would go a long ways towards encouraging people to, I don't know, don't start a cult. Or I don't know, maybe it wouldn't. Maybe these people are so arrogant and narcissistic and have such delusions of grandeur, uh, they would consistently think that, well, yeah, other cult leaders were killed because they were false prophets. I, I'm, the, I'm the real fucking deal. I'm, I'm untouchable. I'm a golden god. Still be satisfying, though, to see them taken out. Uh, Isaiah gave his parents a five-hour no five hours notice after telling them that their daughter was now their son, that he was leaving the next morning to be with his twin flame. Right? His family begged him not to go, but... That would be the last uh, time so far his parents have seen him. It appears based on TFU's website that Isaiah is still heavily in the cult. In a YouTube video titled Twin Flames, Isaiah and Sage, How We Met, released three years ago, uh, Isaiah and his partner Sage talk about their relationship. We obtained our harmonious union four months ago. 
We've been working towards manifesting our physical union and just being able to come together. We've finally done it. We were finally able to make it happen, says Isaiah. He then goes on to describe what it was like leaving home to go move in with his twin flame, who he'd never met in person before. He said, I was scared to death leaving my house because I felt like I was just afraid because, well, I was leaving a household with my biological parents. And they were basically telling me that I was making the biggest mistake of my life. So I was just upheaving all that fear. I was very afraid because I didn't know how we would feel seeing each other. I didn't know if we'd be attracted to each other. I just had no idea what it would like to be meeting in the physical. Earlier that year, Isaiah's twin flame Sage was told by Jeff and Shalia that although she was born in a masculine body, uh, she was actually a divine feminine. Mm-hmm. In the video, she says, I was also terrified. It was a little multi-layered, all my different emotions. The day of, I was honestly working through a lot of sadness, a lot of sadness, because I felt like so attached you know, to my masculinity and I was upset because being with Isaiah would purge me of all of it. And I had just feelings of just like, I don't want to give this up and I don't like femininity. And I feel forced to do this and I don't like it. Holy shit. They convinced, right? A man who was happy as a man to become a woman and a woman who was happy as a woman to become a man and join in a harmonious twin flame union. Seems like it would have been so much easier to let the man be a man and the woman stay a woman. But maybe Jeff and Shalia, you know, wouldn't be able to get off on that the same way. Not the same flex. Maybe they sense enough weakness. They could pull this off. Uh, To me, none of this has anything to do with the traditional transgender experience where someone has felt for their whole life that they were born the wrong gender. This is so different. This is abuse, control, and manipulation. And it does show how powerfully people can be manipulated, which is why I think there should be legal hoops that people have to jump through, like a psychiatric evaluation, numerous counseling sessions before undergoing a major surgical procedure, like something involved in gender reassignment, right? Not something that should be taken lightly at all. And these fuckhead cult leaders have proven that in some cases, you know, you can be manipulated into switching genders, you know? Reminds me of how Jim Jones was able to convince some of his straight male followers that they were actually gay. And he was doing them a favor by fucking them in the ass. But he was straight. It's fucking crazy shit. Uh, This unusual pairing, as you might imagine, did not start off well. Sage said when she first saw Isaiah in person, she was unimpressed. She said, I saw you and I had this disappointment. (laughs) because I had this expectation that you would, I don't know, come across as or look more masculine than you did or something. Honestly, it it did feel like meeting a stranger. We we did feel that initial shock and disappointment upon meeting each other. That is not supposed to be how it works. It's telling us um, like how much deeper we have to go in loving ourselves and really getting to know ourselves. No, it's telling you you fucked up. It's telling you you and Isaiah made a huge mistake agreeing to participate in this fun house mirror version of a healthy romantic relationship. You're allowing Jeff and Shalia to play some version of Dr. Frankenstein with you. These two look so uncomfortable and so confused in this video. So sad how Jeff and Shalia have warped their minds so extremely. In a Twin Flames Universe blog post titled Learning What It Means to Be a Divine Masculine, a current member named Gabriel wrote about his experience transitioning after he, but she, when told she had to change her gender, was told by Jeff and Shalia that, you know, uh, she was actually a divine masculine. A little over a month ago, it was revealed that I am a divine masculine. At first, I was very scared and resistant. Yeah, that's how you were supposed to feel. I didn't want to be a man. Being a man in my mind was associated with all these negative things. Being mean, hard, and oafish. I'd met, worked, and interacted with plenty of men who are not this way, of course. However, I found memories of my father had painted my views. After I worked through those blocks and misconceptions and finally accepted myself as the divine masculine, I felt an incredible peace and relaxation wash over me. Oh, God. 
I received from Jeff and Shalia the guidance that there was no pressure to change anything about myself. Oh, fucking bullshit. You were going to be kicked out if you didn't change. But if I were you, I'd move as fast as I could in the direction of what feels good, they said. I took that to heart and I started exploring and experimenting with what felt good to me. Jeff also shared with me that the reason I'm a man in a woman's body is because I had a bad string of fathers in past lives. Oh boy. And I saw that girls typically receive more love from their fathers. So I tried coming here as a girl. Okay. Of course, knowing that everything is a mirror, uh, that did not work out for me. My relationship with my father is still very strained and it really only reflects upsets within myself and with God. However, I am healing my connection with God every day that I embrace more of who I truly. This is so much fucking brainwashed talk. This is somebody who does not have a mind of their own anymore. This is just weird fucking cult hive mind think talk bullshit. How many suicides are eventually going to come out of this group? Right. And if you've watched some of the docuseries, you know that some members have already taken their own lives because of how confusing and abusive and fucked up all this is. These people are already vulnerable and fragile when they find Jeff and Chalia. And then those two fucking sadistic idiots make the lives of these people so much worse. How many people are going to undergo gender reassignment surgery only to satisfy Jeff and Chalia's crazy ass romantic divine directives, then eventually leave this cult or be kicked out for some random reason? Or, you know, Jeff and Chalia eventually go to jail, die, group is over. Then if they start to deprogram away from all this, how many people are going to freak out? Like, what the fuck have I done? I can kind of handle losing all my money. I can kind of handle having to work really hard to mend fences with family members I've shunned over the years. But I had my fucking dick removed. This is very hard to handle. Dr. Cassius Adair, who's a professor at the New School and the author of the upcoming book, Transgender Internet, said during an interview that the way Jeff and Shalia dictate people's genders is entirely about holding control and power over them, has nothing to do with being the only people able to tell them that some followers were transgender but didn't know it, which they've claimed. Uh, you know, they, they see what the rest of us cannot. All right. Whew. Now let's talk about all the people who've been exploited by Jeff and Shalia, who've ended up in the Twin Flames universe. Uh, how do you actually join this cult? A question I will answer after our second of two mid-show sponsor breaks. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are designed by over 150 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations. Babbel has over 10 million subscriptions sold. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I've been working on my restaurant skills lately. ¿Cuál es el pescado del día? Excelente. Mi encanto pargo rojo frito. Y me gustaría un poco de huevo de naranja fresco. You may not know what I said, but my waiter in Mexico will, thanks to Babbel. Here's a special limited-time deal for listeners. Right now, get 55% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash timesuck. Get 55% off at babbel.com slash timesuck. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash timesuck. Rules and restrictions may apply. And I'm back. Now, for real, let's look at the question. How do you actually join this cult? Well, it begins the same way you might join a gourmet cheese of the month club or enroll in online classes or, or keep up with the Bad Magic Production YouTube channel. You subscribe. By subscribing, depending on what type of subscription you have, you gain access to some percentage of their online content and are invited to join in on their sermons, classes, seminars, group therapy, Zoom sessions, whatever. 
And if you decide to stay past the little introductory information you get, uh, well, then you got to pay. Like with all good cults in the Twin Flames universe, you have to fund the luxurious lifestyle of the gurus in order to save your soul. Or in this case, a case, meet the love of your life. And, and soon, maybe also save your soul. Uh, it seems like they're building towards some kind of promise of being uh, exalted in the afterlife or an apocalyptic second coming. This cult, you know, started off in romance, but uh, I feel like they're, they're going to end in a more traditional doomsday scenario. More on that towards the end of the timeline. Uh, currently, they're still uh, mostly focused on making money online. Broadcasted across the products section of the Twin Flames Universe website, uh, under a very on-the-nose photo of a couple sitting in front of a flaming bonfire, is a sentence. The promise of dreams is that they come true. Oh, man. Wow. How, how profound. Uh, that sentence means literally nothing. That's a nothing sentence. Dreams do not always come true. Sometimes dreams are just fun shit to think about that doesn't need to come true. Uh, other times, dreams are a collection of weird disconnected scenes. So strange, I question my sanity when I wake up from them. That sense has no purpose except to befuddle, right? The, the viewer with its idiocy, maybe so much that they might start thinking something like, I must just not understand how profound that dumb seeming statement is because I'm not wise and enlightened enough. I, I need to get smarter. I need to, I need to get my vibrational frequency heightened so I can ascend and receive such wisdom. But it's not wisdom. Just a bunch of words strewn together to impersonate a real sense that has a real meaning. Uh, anyway, here you can buy Jeff and Jalee's book, as I stated earlier, for $17.99. One totally unbiased review of this book reads, this book is 100% fact. It's the Twin Flames Bible. It's eternal. God, I hope not. I hope this shit's over in a few years tops. Uh, the only free thing you can access from the cult is the Twin Flames introductory course, uh, which is, or the only, yeah, the only free thing, yeah. Uh, which is all about inner purification and healing your emotional wounds. You can take the course in either English or uh, randomly German. And all you need to do is get it, uh, to get it is to fill your name in an email address or fill in your name, excuse me, and email address. So obviously that's what we did. And not disappointed. The introductory course includes eight lessons, two emailed to you each week for four weeks. So unfortunately, since we you know don't make these episodes a month in advance, at this point, we've only gotten two lessons of the divine wisdom of Jeff and Shalia. But, you know, it's more than enough. Uh, the first lesson is titled uh, Attracting Harmonious Twin Flame Union, and it's all about self-love. No matter where you are right now, no matter where you came from, no matter what has happened to you, no matter what the situation, we'll uh, promise you with all that we are that you will attain harmonious twin flame union with your true twin flame if you do what we are guiding you to do all we are guiding you to do is to love yourself and this will produce literally incredible miraculous yet scientific results every time for every person including you uh is that all you do just guide people to love themselves does being told you to switch your gender or you're going to be kicked out of the group fall under a, a form of basic uh, guidance? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, did I talk about the pressure put on members to change uh, genders to conform to Jeff's gut feeling on who was a divine masculine or divine feminine, right? Those told to do that in the secret divine healing group, uh, you know, who continually refused, you know, banished from the group. Again, that's so fucked up. Uh, back to the free info you get. First lesson is accompanied by a PDF version of the mirror exercise which Jeff and Shalia use constantly in their teachings. It's so much mirror talk. And it is, it is so frustratingly stupid. 
It's so fucking stupid. The, I can't believe like, I can't believe they fucking get anyone to fall for this, but whatever. The mirror exercise is a self-improvement tool that you can do right now in the comfort of your own, own home. According to Jeff and Shalia, the mirror exercise is a surefire way to manifest the life you want and attract your twin flame by learning to take responsibility for things that happen to you. And there are just four steps to the exercise. Step one, right? First, identify what's upsetting you. The example given for this step is, I am upset at Bob because he is rejecting me. Second, change all the nouns and pronouns to point at yourself. So, I'm upset at Bob because he is rejecting me becomes, I'm upset at myself because I am rejecting myself. Third, ask yourself if the statement is true. According to the intro course, the answer is always yes, like literally always. The response to this question, the example scenario is yes, I reject myself because I always tell myself that I don't deserve love. I am doing to myself what Bob does to me. After you reach the realization that everything is your fault, you're ready for step four, which is simply to love yourself. It is fucking maddening that these two piles of shit, Jeff and Shalia, these two-legged fucking parasites, can hook people in with this exercise this, that is mind-numbingly stupid. Are you kidding me? The mirror exercise is garbage, total nonsense. Just because Bob is rejecting you, that in no way, shape, or form means that you must also be rejecting you. Bob might not just fucking like you. And that can have everything to do with Bob and jack shit to do with you. Maybe fuck Bob and find someone else. Jeff and Shalia use this dumb, exceptionally cruel exercise to break down their students' self-esteem and manipulate them into believing that any burdensome, burdensome thing that happens to them is the result of their own lack of spiritual work. And guess who's right there? Who's ready? to give these students all the spiritual work they need uh, to get their lives right. All the, you know, uh, the advice that they need that they will have to pay a lot of money for. Yeah, Jeff and Shalia Bobblehead. Uh, check out how these assholes use this nonsense. Uh, when students complain of sexual and physical abuse within uh, from their twin flame, they were encouraged to do the mirror exercise to get to the actual root of the problem. One former member, Keely, confided in Shalia and Jeff that her twin flame, Colby, was frustrated with her for not wanting to have sex with him. And would occasionally try to force her into it. Instead of a conversation with Colby about spousal rape, Keely is told to do the mirror exercise in order to discover that she wasn't actually mad at Colby for sexually forcing himself on her. She was mad at herself for not being sexually active enough. Right? Your twin flame literally can't rape you. You got it? If you resist them, that's a you problem. And you need to mirror that shit around in your head until you accept that your twin flame gets to do whatever the fuck they want to you whenever they want to, right? That boner, not a rape weapon, uh, it's a divine gift. So stop acting like you don't like uh, rock hard presence. Keely's younger sister Marley was given similar advice when she complained of her twin flame being too violent. She was encouraged to reach the conclusion through the mirror exercise that she wasn't actually mad at her twin flame for being violent towards her. She was mad at herself for creating an uncaring and cold home environment that provoked her twin flame to violence. So nice, in the twin flames universe, you're never a victim of domestic violence. No, you're an, you're an instigator, a catalyst of domestic violence. Some dangerous victim blaming going on here. You know, it's almost like people with zero formal training in relationship counseling uh, shouldn't be able to proclaim themselves uh, relationship gurus. 
One member once posted on the Twin Flame Universe Facebook, uh, I'm having a hard time clearing the upset around my twin filing a restraining order and making false statements in it. Fellow members responded with, you put a, (laughs) this is so fucking stupid. Fellow members responded with comments like, you put a restraining order on yourself. You made false statements about yourself. That literally doesn't make any sense. My God. Uh, Going over all this, I kept thinking about that scene in Zoolander. When Will Ferrell's character, Mugatu, he just can't take acting like Zoolander has a multitude of modeling looks anymore, right? He, he, he just has one, but everyone's pretending like he's doing something more than he is. And it's making him feel fucking crazy. That's how I would feel if I was like forced to be in this group. Who cares about Derek Zoolander anyway? The man has only one look for Christ's sake. Blue Steel, Ferrari, Latigra, they're the same face. <laughs> Doesn't anyone notice this? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Who cares? That's how. Ah, that's how I feel. If I force to bet around these idiots all the time, just you know, making false statements about yourself, restraining order against yourself. Do you hear how stupid you sound? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Uh, Jeff often uses the mirror exercise to abuse his followers. Uh, during a private certified ascension coach meeting, Jeff once told a follower, "The person that you're frustrated with is you." You're the mopey, whiny little bitch. Cut it out. Solid advice, guru. Uh, That's why he gets the big bucks. Very cool. Very Jesus-like. Second lesson included in the intro course is titled Creating a Life of Love and Romance Now. And uh, it states, If you desire to join us in the purely transcendental experience of a harmonious twin flame union, you must lay down your resistance to it. You must surrender your control and fear. You must let go of your preconceived notions of what true love really is and allow your heart and mind to open fully to the unconditional love that pours forth from spirit, from us and our work, and from your twin flame to you in every moment. We do not ask you to lay down or suspend your logic, for that would be unequivocally insane. Oh my God, that is literally exactly what they do. This entire charade is built on followers laying down and suspending their logic. Fuck me. It continues. HTFU is safe, sane, logical, peaceful, loving, supportive, liberating, and life-giving to all. We ask that you empty your cup so that we may fill it. Once you know what HTFU is, then... You have it because it is transcendental. It requires releasing preconceived notions so that, so that you can be where it is rather than in the state of some form of separation that you may be in. If you let us help guide you, we'll take you all the way there. Promise. Cult, 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 cult. And HTFU, uh, oh yeah, I think I said it already, uh, stands for Harmonious Twin Flames Universe, right? I haven't said that in a bit uh and that that's the end of the free wisdom one of the things you can purchase from twin flames universe is a four-part video series called toronto talks for 111 dollars. essentially it's a video recording of the second in-person twin flames universe ascension workshop held in toronto uh, up in canada july 27th july 28th 2019 and one video of i would have been there but they wouldn't let me in uh in one video of the workshop jeff calls twin flames marley and joshua onto the stage Marley had joined Twin Flames Universe via the Facebook group at the age of only 19. She was encouraged to do so by older sister Keely, 
would later go on to be uh, become a certified Ascension coach, right? We've talked about these two a little bit now. At so young an age, Marley was less on the lookout for the love of her life and more interested in just finding a supportive supportive community of, uh, you know, friends, group of friends. But at the very first in-person workshop held in New York City the year prior, Marley was told by Jeff that her twin flame was a man who had recently joined the Facebook group named Joshua. Joshua was 11 years older than Marley, didn't have a job, suffered from schizoaffective disorder, and had a serious criminal record. Marley also found him, after seeing a picture of him online, to be, quote, creepy. (laughs) And she said she was not attracted to him in any way. So this is really fun for her. Despite all that, Jeff and Shalia told her that they had the divine wisdom to understand that Joshua was, in fact, her twin flame. And they pressured her to move to Utah to be with him as soon as possible. And if she wanted to be with him, she would have to go to Utah because he was not allowed to leave the state due to pending criminal charges. What the fuck? By the time the Toronto talks came around, they've been living together, these two, for about uh, half a year now. And on stage, it is so sad. Marley looks like she's just about to break down and cry. She looks so fragile. She looks, she looks more like a fucking hostage, like she's in a sexual trafficking situation than she looks like uh, someone in their ideal romantic pairing with their soulmate. More than soulmate, twin flame. Uh, uh, when Jeff and Julia brought the two on stage, the first thing Jeff asked her is, how does it feel to have it all? It just completely ignores the obvious body cues of, I'm fucking suffering. Marley squeezes her eyes shut, literally muffles a cry, and meekly says, um, it feels, yeah, just, I'm very grateful to have everything that I've ever wanted. It's fucking ridiculous that people are going along with this. It looks like she's realizing that she had just helped kidnap herself, that she had trafficked herself, right? She'd given herself over to be used and abused as a sex toy by a man she knew was a fucking creep the first time she saw him. She will later say once out of this cult, like a lot of other former members, that she went along with this and so many other things that she didn't feel good about because she just felt all this pressure to not let other members down. She didn't want to disappoint and upset Jeff and Shalia, right? This intense peer pressure. Uh, you know, she also, uh, you know, had been so broken down by all of this, so brainwashed that she didn't trust her own instincts, her own feelings anymore, which is exactly what they want, right? She trusted what Jeff and Shalia told her she should feel more than what she actually did feel. For only $12 more than the price of the Toronto Talks, you can also purchase the Romance in Sedona workshop package. In the very town that Jeff and Shalia first met in person in 2012, after meeting online, October 8th, 2021, the cult held its third in-person gathering, Sedona, Arizona. The first of the four-part video series opens with Jeff and Shalia walking into a conference room of what looks like, I don't know, maybe 40 to 60 people, all clapping, cheering for them as they fucking cockily, cockily? Cocky. Walk to the stage in a cocky way. I just tried to make up a new word. You know, they just like, uh, there was like a cockily way they walked. Uh, once seated, Jeff turns to Shalia and says, seven years ago, I came to Sedona and I found Shalia living in a garage, sleeping on a mattress on the floor, riding a bike to work in the desert heat. <laughs> Here she is today, uh, decked out in Chanel. Uh, the meager audience erupts into applause and Shalia responds, yeah, thank you. I do well for myself. <laughs> Jeff does this a lot. He'll brag about how much money they have like all the time. It's so weird. And really references like designer brands all the time, right? He's really into designer shit. I mean, because, you know, you know he's Jesus, you know? It reminds me of how like uh, Jesus, you know, was uh, super into, you know, designer clothes and stuff. I mean, you remember OG, Jeff Jesus back in Nazareth, and, you know, always wearing Gucci slides, cashmere, Paul Smith robe, Tiffany gold, diamond link chain, you know, rock and Rolex. That sounds like him, right? Uh, during the workshop, a twin flames couple, Charles and Oceana, actually get married in Jeff and Shalia's recently founded Church of Union, which we'll get into uh, more in the timeline. 
Besides the workshop and the wedding, there was something happening in the uh, Romance in Sedona workshop, not caught on Jeff and Shalia's cameras, but caught by uh, some uh, you know documentary filmmakers' cameras. Accompanied by her daughter, Paula, a woman named Louise Cole, was outside the conference center, sitting at a picnic table, under an umbrella, gripping a lengthy handwritten letter, trying to keep her shit together and not cry, waiting for a chance to give it to her daughter, Paula's identical twin sister, Stephanie. Stephanie joined Twin Flames Universe 2018 after a man she was convinced was the love of her life rejected her. Less than a year later, she cuts off all communication with her family, including her twin sister, who she was previously incredibly close to. This devastates Paula and Louise. The two came to Sedona in hopes of making some sort of contact with Stephanie, just give her a letter, a few gifts, tell her they love her, they miss her. But the areas of the conference center where Twin Flames Universe were congregating, being monitored by, uh, you know, bodyguards, they couldn't even get close enough to scan the crowd for Stephanie's face. Wasn't until after they combed through the many social media posts members were making about the workshop that they realized Stephanie not in a single photo. So she wasn't there. Stephanie, not a unique case in the Twin Flames universe. Jeff and Shalia constantly teach followers that anybody who belittles or doesn't agree with the work they're doing, like this son of a bitch, should be cut completely out of their lives. Even if they're family, right? Huge red cult, cult, cult flag. So sad. You know, after all, according to the gurus, uh, those people, your mother's father, siblings, they're not even your real family. It's your soul family that matters. And your soul family is, of course, only the Twin Flames Universe family. Uh, You know, the family where you have to continuously pay for expensive courses, volunteer massive amounts of time uh, to remain a member of. Other parents of Twin Flame, Twin Family, Twin Flame uh, cult members uh, who had completely isolated themselves from their families who were interviewed by Vice. One mom told the outlet that the last time she heard from her kid was right after she sent them thousands of dollars, which they used to pay for more Twin Flames universe classes. Uh, speaking of classes, other classes members can sign up for and purchase are the Romance Attraction e-course for $333. Sends in a pattern here with the payment uh, amounts. The Dreams Coming True e-course for $777. The Sermons of Twin Flame Ascension School for 800 and can you guess? That's right, $88. The entire Twin Flames Ascension School for $3,333 or the everything package for $8,000 and, yes, $888. And those prices are actually misleading. Those are the prices if you pay for everything once. I clicked on the Learn More button on the everything package and you either make a one-time payment of $8,888 or you make 12 payments of $888, uh, which equals $10,656. Uh, you do get a lot. You get you get nine individual products. You get over 100, 650 hours of video content, 400 plus classes, each averaging 90 minutes, uh, 30 plus e-courses, you know, lessons with exercises, two four-part workshop series, and best, uh, three-part guided meditation. As you can tell from the insane prices of some of the classes, Jeff and Shalia making a pretty good sum of money just from people buying their products, joining the programs. Also make a lot of money off their spiritual school because it's set up like a pyramid scheme. Upon joining, students are encouraged to find and hire a certified Ascension coach to help mentor their spiritual journey. According to their website, your Ascension coach is the secret to unlocking the full potential of the teaching of union. Having the support of a highly trained professional to help you help guide you to navigate this journey is critical to your success. When you join, you can either fill out a questionnaire for them to assign you a coach or you can choose one yourself from their profiles. Next to each coach's name is a little acronym indicating their qualifications as a mentor. They can be either a a CAC, Certified Ascension Coach, 
uh, or a MCAC, Master Certified Ascension Coach, and who certifies these people? Uh, Jeff and Shalia, of course. And they're both qualified to do so because they've been certified uh, by themselves, but also really by God since, you know, Jeff is God. You know, I, I guess it's redundant to say that they've been certified by God if, if I've already said they've been certified by Jeff. I, uh, sorry, Jeff Jesus. Uh, next to a few names, along with CAC or MCAC, is the acronym HTFU to specify that they're also, along with being certified, in a successful Harmonious Twin Flame Union. Certified and living the truth. I'm guessing that those uh, coaches get the most clients. I mean, as they should, obviously. Really, it's kind of weird that someone should be a, uh, able to be a master, or master certified ascension coach if they don't have a twin flame, right? If they're supposed to help guide you to find yours. Like, how do they know if they can't do it? Uh, to become a coach, members need to complete the entire collection of Jeff and Shalia's teachings, which again, you know, costs at least $8,888. Once someone becomes a coach, they now have two main jobs. First is to guide the people they're coaching and finding their twin flame. Second is to create more certified Ascension coaches. So find more people willing to fork over that, you know, $8,888 at least. Although certified Ascension coaches do make a profit for mentoring, 50% of what they make goes to Jeff and Shalia. So that's a pretty sweet grift, right? Come up with a bunch of new age words, salad, fucking cycle babble, where you play a game of Mad Lib and just insert words here and there like twin flame, frequency, vibration, aura, past lives, destiny, divine, you know, into the blanks. Convince a group of sad, lonely, really desperate people. This all actually means something. And then, you know, uh, that you can possess divine knowledge. And then once you've done all the legwork, you know, you convince these followers to then become masters, not as masterful of, as you, of course, but masterful enough to go full Amway and start selling your bullshit to new recruits who then can also become masters, find more recruits, become masters. Everyone both worships you and also sends a lot of money your way. Hail the good God, HTFU, more powerful than Amway maker of spiritual ascension classes and random YouTube videos. Wild. In one video of an ascension school class as seen as the, in the Amazon documentary, Jeff is talking to a student whose face is blurred out. He asks her, uh, what's your purpose? What do you care about most? And without hesitation, she says, I, I want to be performing on the stage. I'm, I'm really good. I'm born with the voice. It's, it's what I want to do. <laughs> Jeff, this piece of shit, responds by saying, as you're talking about it, you start to sound... Yeah, like all the love, you know, drained from your voice. You don't want to do that right now. You don't want to be on stage. <laughs> In a confused manner, she's like, I, I don't? No, no, you don't. Don't you want to be an ascension coach? You can either follow your heart or be unhappy. That's only one, there's only one way to happiness. It's following your heart. And being an ascension coach is quite in your heart. Shalia then uh, pipes in with, uh, may you choose wisdom. <laughs> fuck these predators they're, they're so trans you know what makes me so mad is they're not even hiding how slimy they are right it's so transparent like immediately that they're so full of shit just breaking fragile people down in another video from a certified ascension coach meeting Jeff says it's going to cost you money to reach the next level and you're not going to be able to have a job but if you really had the fire of Christ in you you would do everything in your power to share this and that he says that, you know, when the person's like, I don't know if I can, you know, <laughs> do this all the time. I, that's not enough money. He's like, fuck you, fuck your money. Uh, okay, now that we have a handle on what this cult believes and how they operate, let's, let's dive into the timeline of the greatest love story ever known on heaven or earth. How, how lucky are we to be alive right now during the age of the divine, Jeff and Shalia divine. 
Strap on those boots, soldier. We're marching down a time-suck timeline. On September 14th, 1984, Shalia is born Megan Plant in Ontario, Canada. To loving parents, William and Madeline Plant. Yeah, she was not born as uh, Shalia. She, that's, that's some shit she made up. Funny note on her name, I've watched numerous videos where she you know, says her name and she fucks her own name up on a regular basis. Like sometimes she says Shalia, but a lot of times she, she says Shaliam. Like definitely throws an M in there, even though there's no M in her fucking made up name. You fucking weird bobblehead fuck. And yes, I do keep saying bobblehead because she looks like she has a bobblehead in a lot of her videos. I normally try not to shit on people's physical appearances, but she's such a soulless, just disgusting pile of shit. I don't think I should have to worry about hurting her feelings. Watching the Netflix docuseries, Lindsay and I both felt like her head was distractingly large. Or actually, just her face. Her face to size to body size ratio is unusual. Especially when she's younger and thinner. She looks like a brat doll with a very round, like a perfectly round, very large face on a small body. And, and at the bobble thing, she just will often sit in the background and just kind of shake her head. Yes. To agree with whatever Jeff Jesus says. Like she looks kind of half checked out. Uh, maybe those incels the other week were onto something when they talked about a large skull being important when it comes to physical attractiveness. Maybe that's how she attracted Jeff Jesus, right? This, this God on earth could obviously have anyone, but he was attracted to Shalia, to, to fucking Megan, uh, because she skullmogged the shit out of the competition. Perhaps her face has its own gravitational pull. Just, you know, sucked him right in. Uh, Megan was raised by a Catholic family and her father, William, said that when she was a kid, she would go through the motions of the faith because she desperately wanted to believe in something greater and grander, but it really wasn't for her, right? She, she wanted something where she was more of the uh, the focal point. Uh, when Megan was 10, her parents got a divorce two years later when she was 12. Dad immigrated to the US. Uh, we know very little about this part of Shalia's life. William was saying in his interview in the Amazon documentary that when Shalia was 15, her, her mom did pass away from cancer. Obviously, such an important death is going to affect her greatly. April 5th, 1988, uh, Jeffrey Ion, born in Lapeer, Michigan, also to a Catholic family. Uh, growing up, Jeff was unsurprisingly outgoing, energetic, uh, funny, uh, okay, often described as charming. Seemed he had a sort of magnetism that drew people in, made them want to hear what he had to say. In a Vice article, Jeff's childhood friend, Eric Rogers, said that, especially in high school, Jeff was obsessed with the idea of self-improvement, constantly seeking out coaches and mentors and people that could fast track him to the good life. So, Clearly took some notes on how some of these people made their money. Maybe he thought, hey, this is, uh, this is bullshit. This, this is grift. Maybe I could do something like this. Uh, he was also apparently particularly fascinated with American businessman uh, Warren Buffett. Desperately wanted to make a lot of money. And you know what? Many of us do or have at some point wanted that in our lives. But he was like, he was especially focused on it and not really normal for a high school kid to read a bunch of, you know, Warren Buffett's books. As a youngster, he was also involved in theater, not surprising for a very dramatic person. Also on the swim team, participated in school talent shows, appears in old videos as a sort of a class clown type. He did a lot, was involved in a lot, but was never really exceptional at what he did. He was never the best at anything, but was, you know, down to try anything and could do a lot of different things. Uh, Seems like his most consistent interest was, you know, finding a way to get rich quick. From 2006, 2010, uh, Jeff studies human resource management at Western Michigan University, Hawthorne College of Business, his only formal higher education. Around this time in 2009, Shalia, still going by Megan, studied photography at Laurentian University in Ontario, Canada, according to her old LinkedIn profile. Unclear whether or not she completed her degree. After graduating in 2011, Jeff moves to Hilo, Hawaii, 
changes his name to Ender Ion Ethos. Of course. Starts a blog called Ender's Adventures. Here we go, right? Here's where this fucking dangerous narcissistic weirdo starts running his real grifts. Barely a year out of college, and he's already a con man. Eric Rogers, that childhood friend, said that Jeff loved the book Ender's Game and that he probably got the idea for the name from that. And Ender's Game is a 1985 military science fiction novel, first in a series of five books published between 85 and 2008, the first of which was uh, later adapted into a 2013 sci-fi action film about an unusually gifted child sent to an advanced military academy in space to prepare for a future alien invasion. The character of Andy, Ender excuse me, is a child prodigy, perhaps the best mind for military strategy in all the universe. And I bet Jeff right, saw himself as a prodigy of sorts before, you know, prodigy, then prophet. A once-in-a-generation mind, a once-in-history special soul, the most special ever. Jeff's friend Eric said that the transformation from Jeff to Ender was not the first time that Jeff uh, insisted on being called a different name. Previously, he'd cycled through multiple name options, and for each one, he would post shit online like, this is my one true name, the only one I will now respond to. Uh-huh. And then change it again later. I feel like this guy has no real core identity. Right? Kind of sociopathic. That was just a powerful desire to be wealthy, to be looked at as someone so smart, a prodigy, a god, so powerful. He's willing to become, you know, whatever he needs to become to achieve that. Whatever to do, uh, whatever he needs to do to people. Unfortunately, the website for Ender's Adventures no longer exists, but thanks to one of the world's greatest inventions, the nonprofit Wayback Machine, we were able to take a look at an archived version of the site from April 2012. So what was Ender's Adventures? Well, according to the website's old mission page, my mission is to inspire you through example to live a conscious, heart-centered lifestyle now. By mission, I mean it is my highest priority in life. Everything I do in my life is centered around the support of this priority. I forgot who I, uh, I got to talk like almost like a weird surfer voice. But inspire you. I mean, I'm going to live a conscious, heart-centered lifestyle now, which is exciting and interesting enough for you to want to redefine and realign your own way of living and continue experiencing the adventure with me. Uh, by through example, I mean that with my whole self, I'm going to create the best content I'm capable of to share with you the story of our unfolding adventure. Uh, by to live, I mean really living, not just going through the motions. I mean waking up every morning and feeling excited and passionate about what, what we're wanting to do this day. I mean feeling at peace about the thoughts and feelings going on inside ourselves. I mean, knowing, like really knowing that there's more than enough for all of us to have exactly what we truly want. Yeah, just all, yeah, very super positive. Great. Mm -hmm. uh, by May 27, 2012, which is the next available capture of the now deleted website, in addition to the original menu selections, home, donate, about Ender, contact Ender, our mission, adventures, lifestyle design, and blog, Jeff's added two more options, coaching and making money online. It was at this point that Jeff had started trying to brand himself as not only a lifestyle guru, but as a lifestyle coach, right? He'd been building up to all the shit he'll pull in the Twin Flames universe for years. Uh, the introduction to the coaching tab reads, feeling stuck, need a little extra energy to get yourself out of that rut, on fire already, and want to take yourself to the next level? Wanting to make a lasting change in your life or test out a new lifestyle design experiment? Get one-on-one -on -one coaching with Ender and bring yourself to a whole new level of vibrance. Some specific things Ender can help you with. Feels like one of my fucking fake ads. <laughs> Improve your health and fitness, no matter your current level. General improvement of your attitude and state of mind for a more positive life experience. Easy transitions to vegetarian, vegan gourmet raw or low-fat raw food. Diets. Starting a new business or improving on an existing one. 
turning your skills into income, developing yourself into the person who attracts your dream guy or gal, preparing for a successful lifestyle design experiment, getting yourself out of a rut and feeling good and enthusiastic about life again, and finally, goal achievement. By the end of the session, you will have a clearer view of what's blocking you and an action plan on how to move through it. And hopefully, some of that positivity and enthusiasm will have rubbed off on you too. Your satisfaction is guaranteed. If you're not super pleased with your experience, simply email Ender for a full refund. I should have put some uh, fucking 90s infomercial music behind that. Uh, so what this tells us is that Jeff has been claiming for years to have the power to heal depression, uh, cure physical ailments, teach people how to start and run a business, uh, set you up with a person of your dreams, uh, generally be able to uh, make anything in the known and unknown universe fucking happen for you if you give him enough money. So cool. Crazy that someone who maybe has a degree in human resource management from Western Michigan University could quickly become an expert in so many different things. God, man, Western Michigan University must offer the most robust, comprehensive core curriculum, right? Because this guy can get you fit and healthy regardless of what ails you. So he's a medical doctor, I guess, and a physical therapist and a nutritionist, and he's a business consultant, right? Fucking straight up 1-800-BUSINESS. Fucking profits, losses, stocks. Uh, Makes sense with all of his business experience studying human resource management from Western Michigan University. Probably had a work-study job where he learned anything and everything anyone could possibly ever know about business. And he's apparently a relationship coach or pickup artist or something. I mean, I mean, you take one look at him and it's obvious. This guy, this guy's a stud. Sure, to some, he may come across as very punchable. Little wristed Melvin, who looks like he's about 5'7", maybe 130 pounds. Someone who could be and should be easily stuffed into trash cans on a regular basis. But to the more perceptive eye, he's a giga chat hiding within a Melvin's bone structure. Uh, what exactly he was changing or charging, excuse me, for all these services in 2009, we don't know because uh, the cost of the coaching sessions not listed on the site. Sometime in 2012, Jeff and Shalia meet on Facebook now through a mutual friend. Oh, the beginning of the love story. The greatest one ever. Uh, Jeff describes their first online interaction in their book, Twin Flames, Finding Your Ultimate Lover in uh, not the best way, in a mm, less than flattering way, writing, she massaged me, or sorry, start over. She messaged me that night. You horny? I blinked at my computer screen. This woman is ridiculous. Always, I replied while brushing her off. What kind of woman messages a man for the first time like that? She doesn't even know me. Of course, we've been Facebook friends for a year. I commented something on a few of her photos. For instance, I thought she was weirdly sexy. But really, that's all that came of it. And now this. I have so many other women interested in me, and she doesn't look like America's next top model. This guy's such a fucking douchebag. Imagine your partner describing <laughs> that this is how they met you. Honestly, I'm like, I'm like surprised as fuck that we got together because yo, I was I was like getting all these dimes hitting me up like 24-7. Just wanted to feast on this like primo dick. And then she DMs me and I'm like, I'm like even surprised I replied really. Cause she's like maybe a six at best. And I don't normally fuck with like big headed, low-tier normie Beckys and shit. But she was like so desperate. Just so thirsty. And, and I guess like weirdly sexy in a freak show kind of way. So I thought, yeah, why not? I might as well toss her these nuts and see what she can do with them, yo. <laughs> Jeff Jesus Douche Canoe now writes, but the conversation continued. And before I realized I didn't even have a chance of shaking off this connection, I ignored her best I could, but she wanted me to pursue her. I thought to myself, yeah, tough luck, cookies. I'm busy with 9 million other women pursuing me. Why would I make it harder on myself than it needs to be? But the conversation with her continued. 
And within 30 minutes of talking to her, I had done something I had never done before in my 26 years of babe hunting. I asked her to marry me. Oh man, this fucking hunk, this fucking babe hunting giga chat. Who says babe hunting, by the way, has like 9 million other women pursuing him. Oh, fuck yeah, bro. Nice. Uh, after four months of chatting online, Angelia apparently charming him with her psychic abilities and tarot card readings, right? Running grifts. That's his love language. Uh, they decided to meet in person where Shalia was now living in Sedona, Arizona. This time, Jeff was uh, running his Enders Adventures life coaching travel vlog, as well as running a vegetarian Airbnb out of a shack in the Hawaiian jungle that he supposedly built himself. Shalia had only recently moved to Sedona from Canada earlier that year, was working in a hair salon, and of course, you know, studying under a spiritual teacher. Uh, she had also uh, gotten out of a relationship, just gotten out of one, with a man named Jake, who she said she was deceived into believing was her twin flame for a while. Wait, what? What? I thought she had divine, a uh, divine gift to find people's twin flames. H- how was she tricked? Is it possible? Is it possible that all of this is utter madness? Uh, her description of this poor man, her false twin flame, Jake, in her and Jeff's books is something I, I want to share with you. He was a stereotypical, attractive hippie guy who seemed to be on the leading edge of new age thought or so I projected. He claimed to be an amazing triple Aquarian sign who only ate superfoods. And he was into wearing energy medicine necklaces. <laughs> he also assisted in putting together conscious festivals across the West Coast circuit. Jake presented to be a highly evolved conscious man who would keep up with my spiritual growth and path because he was diligently on his. Oh man, this fuck, this fucker. He claimed to be a triple Aquarian, but he was like a double Aquarian at best. You know what? He was a typical, as I like to say, as I've often said, he was a typical Aquarius hole, which is, which is an Aquarian asshole. If you're not as enlightened as I am, if your vibrations aren't as fucking frequent as mine, uh, Jake revealed himself to be a false, stereotypical, attractive hippie guy. Angelie was heartbroken. That was of course, until she sent that faithful unsolicited sext to Jeff. She fucking DM'd her twin flame. Uh, when they met for the first time in person in a comfort in parking lot. Oh, hell yeah. Shalia wrote, she felt humbled that I had manifested such a deeply loving, spiritual, and physically gorgeous man. After getting Jeff settled into his motel room and unwrapping and then sucking the skin off his dick, or something like that, I'm guessing, uh, the two left for Shalia's house where she cooked him dinner, fucked his brains out, and adjourned to the porch. There, the couple chatted and held hands until the moon and stars were shining brightly in the desert sky and the UFOs were buzzing about the vortexes. Okay. That's literally what they wrote. They just held hands until the UFOs were buzzing around, you know, in their, in their vortexes as, as they do. Cool, cool story, bro. Jeff stayed in Sedona for a few weeks until the two decided to move back to Hawaii together. There, they started a new blog, a new grift called Awakened in- Intimacy, which unfortunately we can't find archived versions of. I imagine the content they posted, not that different than the bullshit they're spewing now. Jumping forward, a couple years now, 2015. Uh, Jeff and Shalia moving with Jeff's parents in Michigan. Oh, fuck yeah. Killing the game. Clearly, these, these two scammers have not honed their grift yet. This housing situation will be short-lived. For unknown reasons, although it's pretty easy to guess why, Jeff's parents kicked them uh, out of the house. Uh, guessing that Jeff's parents weren't into their uh, career choice and got a little sick of all the vibration and vortex and frequency talk and couldn't accept you know, their dipshit son trying to pass himself off as a guru or god while just looking like a two-bit scammer you know, mooching off his parents. Jeff and Shalia now posted on Facebook telling friends that they were desperately in need of a place to live Although they weren't that close anymore, Eric Rogers wanted to help his old child friend, uh, old childhood friend out, 
and he offered to let the twin flame couple stay with him. In an interview, Eric said, normal is not a word I would use to describe that part of my life. When Jeff and Shalia lived with me, they ate hot dogs three meals a day. (laughs) Breakfast, lunch, dinner were hot dogs. Sounds like Tyler's dream. I haven't eaten a hot dog since 2015. I can't do it. Uh, What? Hot dogs? Three times a day? I mean, I like a hot dog. I I like I enjoy a nice kosher ballpark, Frank. But three a day every day. Did that have something to do with their spiritual journey? Like, how did Jeff go so quickly from being a health and fitness coach to Mr. I mostly live on hot dogs? While living with Eric, Jeff and Shalia still had their Awakened Intimacy blog. And we're also now starting to post on YouTube about uh, mostly hot dogs. Uh, They launched a new channel called Hot Dog Life where they briefly tried to sell followers on a hot dog-centered lifestyle, where your diet would be 80% plus hot dog. And if you could stay on a mostly hot dog path for somewhere between 60 and 90 days, your body would start to break down and release these malnourishment chemicals that would open up your third eye and cause you to hallucinate hard enough to be able to commune with the Almighty. Uh, what did I say their, their channel was called? I meant to say it was called Hot Dog and Into Heaven. <laughs> Jeff and Jalea were certain that they'd found a a strange hot dog shortcut to celestial wisdom. And they preached that the true ultimate sacrament sacrament was not wine, but it was was hot dogs. And the cheaper, the better. Real slaughterhouse floor stuff. And they would begin to live stream sermons by shouting, the power of the hot dog compels you. The power of the hot dog compels you. The power of the hot dog compels you to keep stuffing that rat meat down your gullet, peasant. No, I'm pretty sure they didn't go quite that hard on hot dogs. Uh, They were starting to post on YouTube content regarding uh that they were now already calling their uh what they were now already calling their harmonious twin flame union ending videos with the glossy don't forget to like and subscribe and then one day jeff was talking to eric on his back porch and told his childhood friend he had his next big business idea he told eric you know how physical illness are all basically caused by some trauma from childhood well i found out that i have a gift i can talk to people and i can draw out this mental trauma I had my first client just last night and we had a great 20 minute session on Facebook messenger and I cured her of multiple sclerosis. Oh fuck. I love how he suggests that physical illness is always caused by childhood trauma as if that's just common knowledge. Everyone knows. Hey, you know how in medical school, doctors are taught mostly to focus on patients, childhood trauma when it comes to diagnosing and treating illness. Uh, Doctor, I thought I was maybe going to get some blood drawn today for some tests or have an MRI and x-rays. And so we can get to the bottom of what's going on. What? No, that's just what doctors on TVs do, dude. Real doctors, just talk about your childhood. Uh, Tell me who hurt you and how, and that'll give me the answers I need. Uh, Jeff now launches another website business called Jeff Ion Spiritual Healer, where he advertises that he can cure any physical illness or ailment, including cancer, this piece of shit. Grifters should go to fucking prison for life for pretending to cure illnesses like that, right? This shit gets people killed. And a shocking amount of people I've looked at online over the last five or six years do this. Uh, prices for a spiritual uh, healing depended on how severe the illness is, right? Depending, uh, starting at $30 to cure a headache. <laughs> Jesus. In the Amazon documentary, Eric spoke about how another friend from high school who had lost her mom to cancer commented on one of Jeff's Facebook posts about this shit. She wrote that it felt like Jeff was taking advantage of people in their most vulnerable moment, which he was. To which he replied, I'm very sorry that I did not have my gift in high school. So I could not have cured your mother then. How hateable is this guy right now? And Shalia completely supporting all of this. Eric then kicked Jeff and Shalia out of his house for good. Hail Nimrod. Well done, Eric. That was the right call. Uh, 2016, Jeff and Shalia sealed their harmonious twin flame union by getting married. 
crazy that they waited, you know, for four years when they knew they were harmonious twin flames destined to be together eternally. 2017, after two years of posting videos online, Jeff and Shalia officially create slash legitimize Twin Flames Universe as a community organization offering spiritual healing services. They also start training certified Ascension coaches, having already built a bit of a fan base through Awakened Intimacy and their YouTube channel, which, you know, some videos did receive over 100,000 views. Right off the bat, the Facebook group and Google Meet classes are filled with people. Members, you know, getting screwed over right off the bat. One former member spoke to Vice about how he left in late 2017 after Jeff uh, scammed him into making music for the Twin Flames Ascension School for free. On December 30th, 2018, the cult holds the first in-person workshop uh, of the Twin Flames Ascension School in New York City. One former member referred to as Sarah said she'd been planning a small get-together in New York with some friends from the group, some girlfriends, and then Jeff caught wind of it, hijacked it, made it his own. The workshop started with everyone sharing an ohm with Jeff and Talia. It was during this workshop that Marley, right? The certified Ascension coach, Keely's, uh, or Marley, certified Ascension coach, Keely's 19-year-old younger sister was told her twin flame was a man in the Facebook group that she'd never met before, right? The guy we talked about, is fucking creepy. How, uh, you know, she was crying at the next thing. Let's see how this began. One night at the Airbnb, the group had rented for the weekend. Everyone joined hands to call Marley's twin flame into existence right? Or be revealed. The next day during the actual workshop, Jeff calls her out uh, from the audience, asks if she's met anyone since they summoned her ultimate lover as a group. And she's like, no, I I haven't. From the stage, like a sleazy Las Vegas magician about to perform his big finale trick, Jeff asks her mysteriously, do you have your phone on you, Marley? She nods. Jeff coerces her into sharing with the audience what she had previously told Shalia, that a man she didn't know in the Twin Flames Facebook group had been messaging her links messaging her links to music videos. Jeff then tells her to recite the lyrics of the most recent song he had sent, which ended with, Will you say that I am yours? When she's done, Jeff very triumphantly and benevolently, benevolently uh, says, Marley, what is the name of your Twin Flame? Now we know from earlier, the name is Joshua. 11 years older than her, unemployed, severe mental illness, right? Fucking some stranger she thinks looks creepy, criminal record. According to Jeff, uh, you know, nope, this is your twin flame. She does not seem excited. 2018, Jeff starts a new business venture called the Mind Alignment Process or MAP. MAP's a program within Twin Flames Universe uh, that purports to help members heal their trauma in order to pursue and cultivate their harmonious twin flame union. Jeff founded MAP Incorporated with a member of the cult, Dr. Christine Emmerich. Dr. Emmerich, a retired U.S. Army lieutenant colonel who did serve in Operation Iraqi Freedom in 2004, 2005. Uh, not a medical doctor, though, to be clear. Doesn't have her doctorate in the field of psychology or some form of therapy or science. No, she earned her PhD in public safety leadership. So a field that has fuck all to do with anything related to mind alignment, whatever that is. On her bio on the MAP website, it says, Dr. Emmerich received her mind alignment process healing session to heal trauma from war and childhood abuse in 2017. Since her MAP healing session, Dr. Emmerich has dedicated her life to bringing MAP to the world. You can learn more about her MAP journey below. So what training exactly did she receive? Uh, well, she uh, she went through a MAP session. Uh, that That's it. Nothing more. She went through a session of something Jeff pulled out of his ass based in New Age gibberish and now, boom, she's an important healer of PTSD and more. It's, it's that easy, motherfucker. Uh, Jeff's bio on the MAP website reads, Jeff Devine earned his professional designation in business. As an entrepreneur, he has founded multiple successful businesses. 
With a unique understanding of trauma and the mind, Jeff developed a mind alignment process after years of helping people successfully heal from the effects of trauma. So what qualifies, you know, him to be your therapist? Well, he, he has a unique understanding of trauma and the mind. If that's not enough for you, how about you seek help around the corner at the University of Go Fuck Yourself? If you're a person that struggles with trauma, for the love of God, please do not fucking go to someone whose only qualification is that they have a unique understanding of the mind. Go, go to a doctor, a real fucking doctor that studied at a real accredited institution of higher edu- education, right? And studied something related to therapy, not public safety leadership. Uh, although the MAP site now has a disclaimer stating it cannot cure any form of mental disorder, only support those who suffer from them in its inception. Excuse me, Jeff claimed uh, every client would get everything they require to fully heal their PTSD in one one-hour session. It's that powerful. Uh, in addition to Jeff and Dr. Emmerich, MAP has a staff of six MAP practitioners and is currently hiring an administrative assistant to add to the team if you're looking for a job. Uh, should also be noted that every single one of them is also either a certified Ascension coach uh, or work in another department of the Twin Flame Universe Ascension School. So what qualifies these other people to treat your trauma? Well, MAP practitioner Madhu speaks English and Hindi and has an educational background in engineering. So, you know, that's that's pretty cool. That's that's a good qualification. Uh, Matt practitioner uh, Lorenzo has always been interested in the art of healing and is a victim of childhood trauma himself. So, you know, uh, interested in healing, very qualified. Imagine seeing a therapist with a qualification like that. Uh, so where where did you go to school? Uh, uh, school? Uh, no, I didn't go anywhere. I've just always uh, been fascinated by mental illness. Uh, Matt practitioner Christy has always felt a desire in her heart to support others and feeling at peace again. So that's cool. Matt practitioner Adam has extensive experience and knowledge of topics concerning children and adults with disabilities. What a fucking ace staff. Top shelf. Uh, absolutely nothing qualifies any of these dipshits uh, to treat your trauma. But let's say for some reason you still want to participate. Uh, good news. Uh, the 12-week MAP healing program, which includes one welcome consultation, one MAP healing session, 12 weekly one-hour after-MAP care meetings, one after-MAP support session, 12 weekly online check-ins from your practitioner, and access to an invite-only Twin Flame Universe MAP healing private Facebook forum is on sale for a limited time only. Right now, you can get all that crazy for just $1,129. What a deal. So much healing. All your PTSD gone forever. For less than 1200 bucks. 2019. Jeff and Shalia create another important galaxy in the Twin Flames universe. The Church of Union. The Church of Union, basically the Twin Flames Ascension uh, Universe, Ascension School, just, you know, packaged, marketed differently. Uh, it operates entirely online. Instead of classes on Google Meet four times a week, it offers Sunday services on Google Meet that are then posted to YouTube. On the front page of the church's website, it says, as unionists, our goal is to create heaven on earth. This is all for tax reasons, I'm sure. This is also not to pay taxes. As unionists, our goal is to create heaven on earth or the optimal reality. Through each our... I feel like this needs music. Through each our own personal connection to God and knowing his finest creation, you. This results in wonderful, joyful, fulfilling, satisfying, and meaningful life worthy of a child of the most high God. It also revolves... Excuse me. Resolves all the underlying causes of suffering and misery that so many of us end up experiencing as a result of living based upon the unconscious thought system of the world. Results are immediate, develop, evolve, and deepen over time and sustain indefinitely. Unionists all over the world are already experiencing the profound, transcendental, 
healing and transformative power of unionism. Click on any subject below to expand the page and learn more. Holy shit! Do you want a wonderful, joyful, fulfilling, satisfying, meaningful life? Or, or do you want to keep suffering, you dopey fuck? Uh, coming as a surprise to no one, the church's ministers also are certified Ascension coaches and MAP practitioners. It's all the same people doing the same dumb shit. Uh, February 5th, 2020, Vice News publishes an article titled, This YouTube School Promised Love. Students say they got exploited instead. This is the first time a major media outlet has accused the Twin Flames universe of being a cult and subsequently that Jeff and Shalia are cult leaders. Former member Lene Burchell is outspoken in the article and said that after Jeff and Shalia confirmed that her crush, uh, a married guy who she met at the gym, was indeed her twin flame and that they were destined to be together, she quickly became a dedicated follower. After repeated spiritual exercises uh, that seemed to encourage fixation, she said she showed up at his work uninvited to prove her alignment with love and God, and he was not happy to see her. Uh, Bertel now counts herself lucky that she was never arrested or subject to a restraining order. Also around this time, Jeff starts to claim that he was Jesus. And, and how did he come to understand this? Well, because he looks a lot like common illustrations of Jesus. <laughs> On this video of his, he holds up a common depiction of like illustration of Jesus that is, that is not even remotely historically accurate. Fine, brown-haired, blue-eyed, fair-skinned Jesus. Uh, you know, the look of a Jewish man who did not fucking exist in Nazareth 2,000 years ago. Highly unlikely he had blue eyes. He did not have fine flowing locks of brown hair and fair skin. And Jeff, who clearly grew his hair out and intentionally tried to make himself look exactly like this depiction, now claims on video that he doesn't look like Jesus. Jesus looks like him. And obviously, this is a sign that, that Jeff lived 2,000 years ago. And that he was the son of God. He was crucified. He, he is God. And, and now he's back. Uh, let's finally hear from him a bit in this video. Uh, to followers where this is a different uh, video. That one was from the docuseries. This is another one where he's talking to followers about how he is being Jesus. Or how he's Jesus. Hi, I'm Jeff. Today we're going to talk about has Christ come again? Hmm. He's got the beard and the hair and, you know, blue eyes. But, huh? uh, yes, I, I'm suggesting that, uh, could I be the Christ? Let's have a little discussion about this. Let's find out. What is it that makes Christ? What would happen if Christ came again? And, uh, more interestingly, what if I am the Christ? Don't you, uh, when you think about Christ coming again, you think about Jesus coming again. But uh, doesn't really talk about necessarily Jesus coming again. Could be Jeff. It talks about uh, this man on a white, Revelation talks about this, right? This man on a white horse uh, flanked by a bunch of people. And on his coat is, uh, it says King of Kings. I'm surprised. Who is that? I'm surprised he's not wearing a coat that says King of Kings in this video. Uh, he's fucking babbles on. Um, he's a little more subdued here than some other videos. He kind of bounces around a lot in his, the way he talks, but, uh, June 23rd, 2020 now, Jeff and Shalia file a defamation lawsuit against former members of the cult and parents of current members, including Stephanie's mother, Louise Cole, who spoke out against Twin Flames Universe in the Vice article. Uh, we were able to track down the lawsuit and as ridiculous as what I'm about to read sounds, just keep in mind, this is an actual government document filed with our actual American judicial system, specifically the United States Eastern District of, uh, Michigan court. Uh, first things first, under the nature of the case section, 
the lawsuit defines tw- the Twin Flames universe. It says, Twin Flames universe operates a set of organizations devoted to spiritual wellness, relationship guidance, and self-love through harmonious connection to one's twin flame, i.e. your true love or divine counterpart, and which also promote alternative healing and personal lifestyle wellness programs. Mr. and Mrs. Ian are Twin Flames, spiritual teachers and the founders of TFU. Twin Flames Universe promotes its services through online educational programs, in-person workshops, and one-on-one consultations. Now it outlines how the plaintiffs, the godly and perfect, Jeff and Shalia Ian, discovered an evil plan formulated by conniving, sinful, probably a state-level 5.2 or higher dark soul demonic zombie former members. The lawsuit states, as I read it to the People's Court theme music, because I fucking love so much this little ditty, and it feels fitting. The plaintiffs have learned of a conspiracy by a few disgruntled former Twin Flames Universe students and or volunteers to smear plaintiffs' reputation and create a false, misleading, and defamatory image of plaintiffs' business practices and spirituality. Defendants commenced a pattern of online harassment and disparagement via websites such as Twitter, Reddit, and Facebook, and via their own websites in an effort to dissuade plaintiffs, prospective customers, from doing business with plaintiffs by falsely painting as abusive, manipulative, scammers, and practitioners of illegal psychotherapy. First, defendants opened defamed plaintiffs in public Reddit posts and Facebook groups dedicated to Twin Flames Universe. Defendants recently banded together again to amplify their negativity by lying to a reporter for Vice Media. As a part of their scheme and conspiracy, defendants collectively convinced the Vice Media reporter to publish a fantastical and false account of defendants' experiences with plaintiffs in Michigan which painted an impressionist caricature of Twin Flames Universe's actual business and was otherwise filled with outright misleading statements and lies. Uh, so what kind of justice? Where uh, were the good and wholesome and definitely not cult leaders uh, Jeff and Shalia seeking in return for the heinous wrongdoings of those who sought to destroy them? You guessed it. Money. Lot of it. Uh, the lawsuit states that the perpetuation of the conspiracy that Twin Flames Universe is a cult calls for... Preliminary and permanent injunctive relief and recovery of damages arising from acts of tortious interference, defamation, trade, libel, and civil conspiracy in connection with inter alia defendant scheme to besmirch plaintiffs by making certain misleading and defamatory statements concerning their business across the internet and contributing to and then falsely disseminating a vice media news article which repeated their unsubstantiated and demonstrably false statements. Plaintiffs seek injunctive relief, damages, statutory damages, punitive damages, and recovery of their costs and reasonable attorney fees. God, how fun is that music? Also in 2020, Jeff and Shalia, I like the energy of that music. Jeff and Shalia start yet another Twin Flame Universe offshoot business. A divine dish. So much more stupid. Uh, They have a great log line, food for the God conscious. In order to attract your Twin Flame and achieve harmonious Twin Flame union, you have to eat so many hot dogs. Divine Dish, not a meal delivery service. It's a weekly meal plan cultivated by Twin Flame Universe members, so not chefs, and delivered right to your email. To receive the meal plans and accompanying recipes, it just costs $179 per month. Or you can just go online and get you know other free recipes, whatever. Uh, shockingly, the chefs that curate each meal plan are also certified Ascension coaches, MAP practitioners, and Church of Union Ministers. They just keep giving them more jobs. According to the website, Divine Dish's mission is to support your spiritual life through food and to help you deepen your relationship with food in your body. You won't ever have to worry about not eating enough, binge eating, or malnourishment. Divine Dish provides you with a professional chef-curated gourmet quality meals that you can cook for yourself and your family. When you invest in Divine Dish, you will only 
ever feel spiritually, mentally, physically, and emotionally fulfilled by your food. Okay, so now Twin Flames Universe can uh, not only cure your PTSD and any mental illness or physical ailment you suffer from, but it can also treat eating disorders. In the Netflix docuseries, several former members talked about how insanely unhealthy this meal plan was. Uh, One woman, Keely, she put on 75 pounds in nine months. Uh, Jeff insisted that the coaches, mostly small women, all follow the same high-calorie diet. It's not customized for anybody. And then talks about Shalia gaining weight since they first started dating, and he's, you know, finds her sexier than ever, more attracted. So Jeff, you know, whatever, clearly likes bigger women. So now all his female followers got to plump up. This guy's so dangerous in so many ways. 2021, Jeff and Shalia's bullshit lawsuit gets dismissed because it's nonsense. Uh, but only after the defendants spend over 30 fucking grand on lawyer fees. Jumping ahead to this year now. April 27th, 2023, Jeff and, or I'm sorry, uh, last year. I'm still in 2023 as I record this, but I know you're here in this 2024. Uh, April 27th, 2023, Jeff and Shalia welcome the third member of their harmonious twin flame union, their daughter, Grace. Oh, yeah. Now nah, these fucking demented morons are parents now. Uh, for years and years leading up to their daughter's birth, Jeff and Shalia have been telling their followers about how their daughter was destined to become the most highly ascended baby of all time. During one class, Shalia told followers that she and Jeff went through IVF, but not for infertility reasons. They did it because they, quote, wanted to make sure Grace got the right body for her genre-wise. What? Like, what the fuck are they even talking about there? Uh, you, you can't do that with the whole designer baby thing. Yeah, you can't build a Giga Chad or a Giga Stacy in a test tube. That was just complete nonsense. Since they met in 2012, Jeff and Shalia said that they had had a spiritual connection with the soul of their future daughter who would become their third twin flame. This gets so weird. They told their students that on earth, their daughter would be a virgin eternal in the mortal sense because her twin flames are going to be her parents. Uh Uh-huh. This poor kid is doomed. Because their spiritual beliefs are protected by laws regarding the right to freely express one's religious notions, the state cannot take this child away, unfortunately, from them for being blatant, dangerous, dipshit wackadoodles. Jeff has explained that since the only sex you should have is with your twin flame, and since their daughter can't have sex with her parents, her only sexual partner uh, will be God. Totally. But but isn't isn't he God? Where where is this heading? Uh, How is she going to feel about all this? How how is Jeff going to react when his precious baby girl, third flame, uh, fucks some local high school drug dealer as an act of rebellion when she's 15? How's that going to be woven into his theology? Uh, In another video, Speaking about their daughter prior to even being pregnant, Jeff says, our third twin flame is so-called celibate because she can satisfy herself completely and give herself all the sex she needs. And then fucking Shalia Bobblehead nods and interjects with, yeah, we've been talking about to her. We've been talking to her about that. So cool. <laughs> You've been talking to your, to your unborn child about how she's going to be free to flick her bean to her heart's content. Yeah, there's nothing crazy about that at all. During the couple years leading up to uh, Jeff and Shalia finally getting pregnant, Grace, their future daughter, will be brought up a lot uh, because Shalia was destined to carry this super spiritually advanced baby. It was paramount in the cult that no one do anything to distress or disturb her. If someone made a mistake or did something that irritated Jeff and Shalia, they'd be chastised for harming or killing Shalia, therefore injuring this baby who hadn't been conceived yet. How, how fucking pissed off is anyone listening who say struggling to pay rent knowing that these fucking idiots have made millions off this bullshit. How upset is anyone having trouble getting pregnant knowing these dipshits made a baby? Oh my God. Right around the time, (coughs) excuse me, right around the time they have their third flame, 
Jeff and Shalia also start talking to followers about a true cult compound in Michigan, right? Cult, cult, cult. Uh, they found some giant 300-person event hall for sale on this huge piece of land. They never say how many acres it is. They don't actually buy it. They're just talking about it, buying this place. Where the most successful of their Twin Flame Universe coaches, those making the most money for them, will be expected to live near their big house on this land in various trailers while they labor for free, of course, to turn this big property into a farm where they'll eventually grow enough food and raise enough livestock to be self-sustaining. Like a true compound. Jeff Jesus told his followers that it was, quote, his divine birthright to have this property. Also, all female TFU members who move here will be expected to get pregnant, to give birth to this army of so-called golden children. And golden children are children who apparently are already ascendant. They're vibrating at a high frequency the moment they leave the womb. Uh, their twin flames will, you know, uh, have to be other golden children, of course. And initially it was communicated that any couple not able to physically produce a child together will have the opportunity to utilize another group member of their choosing to provide sperm for them. But then very quickly, Jeff shoots this down and decides now only he will decide who gets to father these golden children. Here we go. I think we can all see where this uh, seems to be heading, can't we? I mean, the writing on the cult wall, pretty clear for me. We've seen this so many times now. Jeff is trying to A, get the cult to buy this farm for him. B, get his most devoted cult members to live on this farm with him. C, keep these members confused with more new age gibberish ascension talk. Keep them tired by having them work long hours converting the land to a working farm. Keep them more isolated than ever from the rest of the world by spending only time with fellow cult members, even when they're not online. And then finally, D, once everyone has been living on this farm for a bit, they've been physically isolated from the rest of the world for a while and even more indoctrinated into all this manipulative brainwashing bullshit than they already are. That's when Jeff realizes that it is his divine duty to fuck his followers while they wait for some apocalyptic event. Cult, 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 the final mature form. October 6, 2023. Three-part docuseries, Desperately Seeking a Soulmate, Escaping Twin Flames Universe airs on Amazon Prime. November 8th, 2023, Netflix releases its series, uh, Escaping Twin Flames. November 13th, Twin Flames Universe publishes a statement on their website and posts on social media in response to the many media outlets and streaming platforms that are now referring to them as a cult. It's not worth reading the whole thing. It's just a bunch of defensive, combative statements strung together, smothered in spiritual language, sprinkled with sugary sweet platitudes. But here is at least, you know, uh, a little portion of it. We'd like to emphasize that our educational content and methodologies are tailored to provide a unique path for both personal and spiritual development and fulfillment. We recognize our methods may not align with everyone's unique beliefs or needs, and we honor the freedom of individuals to explore other options they best feel elevate their spiritual well-being. We take seriously recent allegations implying we wield inappropriate control over our community members. After a careful review of both media coverage and recent productions, we are saddened that so much effort has gone into taking swipes at an organization and community founded on love and mutual respect. The allegations levied against Twin Flames Universe not only distort our true aims, methods, and curriculums, but also misrepresent the autonomy of our community members, who are free to engage with our resources as they see fit. We are committed to confronting these allegations in an open and accountable manner. And that pile of trying to save Facebook, we all know it's bullshit, will take us out of today's timeline. Good job, soldier. You've made it back. Barely. Crazy. New kind of cult out there forming right now. 
So what are Jeff and Chili up to today? Despite all the bad press, uh, they seem to be doing great. Uh, still living in a five-bedroom luxury home with a swimming pool south of Sutton's Bay in Michigan, uh, near the shores of Lake Michigan that they bought April 7th, 2020 for $850,000. That property recently valued at nearly $1.4 million. According to an article on People.com that came out November 9th of this past year, they had over 67,000 followers on Facebook. Now they have over 76,000. They monitor who is allowed to post to control criticism, control the narrative. They still post frequently on YouTube, get mostly love in the comments beneath their well-produced but so fucking stupid videos. They have a very well-constructed website, active on Instagram, lots of love there too. Uh, They do seem to have backed away from posting content in the last year or so that features them making the content. Now Jeff and Shalia's followers are doing it. I'm guessing they're doing more sitting back and enjoying just, you know, all the money they're making. Speaking of money, here is a real gross video of them from 2020 uh, talking about, you know, how well they're doing. Just bragging about how they're making so much money. They're so rich. All the money made off, you know, sad, desperate, lonely, fragile people that they are abusing. Hi there and welcome back to our channel. Welcome back. Today we're going to talk about something that is both very delightful and wonderful and also actually really sensitive to us. Oh, cool. Uh, Today we just discovered that we're not just millionaires, we're multi-millionaires. (laughs) And uh, it's been this way for, you know, almost a year now. Wow. I'm probably wondering, like, don't you look at your bank account? Yeah, no, seriously, like, I, I was always told it would be this way, like, you're just so focused on your work and mm-hmm. your career that you don't realize that you know you're you become a millionaire and like you know i'm like that's stupid because i check my bank account like regularly i'm always on top of that right yeah hell yeah bro but um but you went to business school right and uh the definition of a millionaire is not that you have a million dollars in cash in the bank unless all you have is cash why are they making this video uh, the definition of a millionaire is uh a person who has uh, more than a million dollars in net worth. Mm-hmm. It's your net worth. Cool. And it means yep. uh, I, I get it. how much you have in assets. Mm-hmm. And uh, I know that uh, like... It's like a 1-800-business commercial. Take this video and <laughs> use it as an example of how we're such scammers. Don't do that, please. Oh, my not God. Not very nice. Oh, my it's God. Not, it's not very nice to you. Because uh, if you go back in our channel, we, uh, you know, we we're driving that shitty Saturn and you saw us grocery shopping. And just a few years later, we're here telling you that we're literally multimillionaires. Mm-hmm. So uh, if you say, you know, what scammers we are, like, you're really just hurting yourself because we're here. There it is. There it is. The mirror game, right? If you think that they're scammers, you're scamming yourself. Uh, no, you're not. No, fuck these two assholes. I, I hope their fucking house burns down with them inside. But I hope their golden baby crawls out before that happens. But then is raised by, you know, a couple that won't destroy her. Uh, what a sick thing for them to be proud of, right? If you become a multimillionaire doing something good, yeah, celebrate that shit. Happy for you, truly enjoy it. But these two, all of their money has come from exploiting, confusing, abusing the very people who've made them multimillionaires. Like they're disgusting. And it's going to be hard for former followers or the family of current members, unfortunately, to take them down. Neil Glazer, who's representing clients in the Nexium uh, cult civil case, has been contacted, uh, good God, Amway, uh, has been contacted by, by ex-members of the Twin Flames universe. He cited the cost of litigation as being prohibitive. And even if it weren't, 
Cases involving alleged cults are difficult to prosecute. In the U.S., the First Amendment protects religious freedom and psychological coercion and consent, you know, can prove to be subjective. Glazer has said, although most people would agree that groups exist which rob people of their agency in ways that are profoundly harmful and wrong, translating that into laws that can be universally applied is a really difficult task. And that's unfortunate, right? And the Twin Flame universe, uh, far from the only cult preying on desperate people right now, according to information displayed on the screen at the very end of the recent three-part Netflix docuseries, there are currently over 10,000 cults operating just in the U.S. And since the pandemic, this new type of cult, uh, one that first forms on the internet, is rapidly growing. This cult illustrates you no longer need to even be in the same physical location as your followers to socially isolate them. Right? They've convinced followers that their families are abusive and they must cut ties with them from afar. They've convinced numerous followers to quit their jobs, only work for them, barely being paid enough to live all online. This makes them uh, dependent on the cult financially. Jeff has been able to control followers' lifestyles from what they eat to who they must marry to what gender they must be. Jeff and Shalia have convinced members to be suspicious of anyone outside their group, to not be friends with anyone outside their group, making the cult their sole source of interpersonal relationships. They've convinced members to report on other group members not acting in accordance with their wishes, which is a powerful form of social control. Jeff has claimed to be a reincarnation of Jesus, and some followers apparently believe this, right? He's God. They're God. And someday soon, I bet he's going to have that actual Michigan physical cult compound, and then shit's going to get apocalyptic. Hopefully, it doesn't end in some kind of Jonestown-type scenario. There is no magic shortcut. Meat sack, meat sacks. There's, there's no one out there who knows, uh, you know, so much more than the rest of us peasants about how to find your twin flame. In the realm of divine knowledge of things like this, I firmly believe there are only con artists having trouble dating. Like I said a few weeks ago, start with a good therapist. Go from there. Your journey, I imagine, will deal with a lot of introspection, a lot of self care and work. Beware of anyone who claims to be a god, a prophet, or even to have special insight into the divine. I firmly believe that there is no one out there who knows any more about the heart or mind of God or the secrets of the universe or existence than you or I. Sure, there are people who are exceptionally insightful and they can probably teach you a thing or two about, you know, how to look at the world differently, how to view spiritual spirituality differently. Sure, but they're not actually communing with ascended ancient masters or some shit. The great white brotherhood, fuck off with that. They don't actually have some higher vibrational frequency than you do and some truly connected to the divine way. You want to get a little new agey, commune with the universe and receive some divine wisdom. You don't have to join a cult. No, you can just get hippie like I do. As long as you don't suffer from a serious mental illness that involves some type of psychosis like schizophrenia or have a lot of, of that in your family tree, just take between three and five grams of psilocybin mushrooms on a sunny day out in the woods or in the comfort of your own home. Throw some peaceful nature video on the TV, right? You're going to be drawn to nature, uh, you, you might still be able to take it if you do suffer from a serious mental illness, by the way. Just, just do the research on how it might interact with your meds and or brain chemistry first. Uh, drink plenty of water. Make sure someone you really trust, someone with a calming presence. Uh, ideally, some experience with psychedelics is there with you, willing to help calm you down, guide you if you get scared. Make sure you don't hurt yourself. Just relax. Let go of feeling like you need to be in control of everything for a couple of hours. Let a, let a little bit of nature, cheap, non-addictive, impossible to overdose on nature, show you a little existential glimpse of why you're here and what it all means. Or don't. I'm not going to make money off you doing it, right? I'm not selling shrooms. I'm not offering to be your guide. I'm just tossing out some free advice that I feel like has worked for me. You can take it or leave it. No botanist, no therapist, no scientist. 
I don't really understand what that shit's doing in your brain, but I feel like it's helped mine. I love it. Worst case, you have a bad trip, right? That's not a bad worst case. Worst case, you know, uh, what you won't do is give all your money to a cult and cut ties with all your friends and family not in the cult. You won't be pressured to switch into a gender you have no natural interest in. I mean, you might think you're being pressured if you listen to this episode while you're tripping or shortly before you trip. So, you know, don't do that. I I don't think you want any time suck in your ear, actually. This is not not good trip fuel. Uh, You definitely don't want any harmonious twin flames universe bullshit in your ear. Harmonious my ass. Uh, honestly, I recommend some of Texas's uh, Crane Bin if it's your first time. Some nice, mellow, global groove, funky guitar riffs, soothing sounds. Or, or maybe uh, Hayden Podigo. Beautiful, soothing instrumental guitar work. Another Texas musician. Or maybe uh, Australia's King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard if you've already tripped and you're feeling more adventurous. I recommend the song Iron Lung. Watch their YouTube video of that song on loop towards the peak of your trip if you want to blow your fucking mind. And now let's head to today's top five takeaways. Time suck. Top five takeaways. Number one, a twin flame is a term that has been around since the Victorian era, but really started to gain traction after the turn of the century. According to New Age spiritualism, a twin flame is the person you share a single soul with, separated into two bodies. Based on this concept, Twin Flame Universe is an entirely online cult run by Jeff and Shalia Ayan. Or Ayan. Number two, Jeff Ayan has been claiming he can perform impossible wonders like curing cancer and clinical depression through platforms like Facebook Messenger uh, long before he founded Twin Flames Universe. However, when he met Shalia in 2012 and they achieved the, achieved the first harmonious Twin Flame union, he started to focus shortly thereafter all of his efforts on that scam. Number three, former members of Twin Flame Universe and parents of current members claim that Jeff and Shalia emotionally and financially exploit their followers, manipulate them into cutting off their families, force them to express their gender in uncomfortable ways, and encourage stalking and boundary crossing. Number four, there are four offshoots of Twin Flame Universe founded by entrepreneur and con artist Jeff Ayan, Twin Flame, Twin Flame Universe Ascension School, The Church of Union, Mind Alignment Process, and Divine Dish. The administrations of each of these companies are all composed of the same exploited people. And number five, new info, Jeff and Shalia are taking their cult offline in a way already. Uh, they are now hosting students in their Michigan home and calling it Spiritual Boot Camp. It's unclear how many students currently attend, but in a Twin Flames blog post uh, previously mentioned titled Learning What It Means to Be a Divine Masculine, the author Gabriel, who was recently told by Jeff that he is a divine masculine, outlines what it has been like living under Jeff and Shalia's roof. Since coming to Spiritual Boot Camp, I've learned even more about embracing my divine masculinity. Jeff has been encouraging me to wear men's clothing, cut my hair even more, trim my fingernails, smoke a cigar, and what the fuck? And put me on several outdoor and house maintenance type projects where, though I've never done any of these things before, it has been like a crash course in living life as a man. So much fucking crazy. So much fucking crazy in this episode. Time suck. Top five takeaways. The Twin Flames universe cult has been sucked. Thank you to the Queen of Bad Magic and the rest of the team, including Hot Dog Connoisseur, Tyler C., uh, the Suck Ranger, recording the show. He really does love hot dogs. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Molly Jean Box providing the initial research. Uh, thanks to Spacelers on Patreon for supporting this show. Uh, thanks to the All-Seen Eyes moderating the Cult of the Curious private Facebook page. Mod Squad making sure the Time Suck Discord channel stays fun. And thanks to everyone over on the Time Suck subreddit and Bad Magic subreddit. And uh, uh, you can go to badmagicmerch.com 
If you want to check out what cool new designs Logan has been thrown in the store, including uh, his most recent challenge coin, which there are not many left of. Now let's head on over to this week's Time Sucker Updates. Updates. Get your Time Sucker Updates. Uh, first update, a little quick one. Related to last week's KFC suck. Space lizard Samantha Hurst left the following comment on the Patreon, Patreon edition of this episode, uh, or of that episode, saying, I was feeling a little down, a little doubtful about some recent big life choices. Moved two states away two weeks ago, but this made me happy and hopeful for the upcoming year. And if you are anywhere near Corbin, they turned the last iteration of the Colonel's restaurant into a KFC and mini museum so you can get some original recipe and see the first pressure fryer in his original kitchen. Uh, I love that, Samantha. Uh, if I'm ever traveling through Corbin after learning about the Colonel's journey, I would love to check out that little museum. I'd love to see like some brass knuckles in a display <laughs> or maybe uh, some boxing gloves. And of course, grab some sweet mashed potatoes. And best of luck on your new adventure. Two states away from what was your home, whatever you're up to, go get it and you got it. And now a message related to the Lori Vallow, Chad Daybell, demon zombie nonsense suck from Bay Area Entrepreneurial Sack, John John writes in with a subject line of Lori Vallow in a Rexburg connection. And he says, Hey, suck, uh, hello, Suckmaster. I'm an old-time fan. Probably not your target market as I'm closer to 70 than 60, but I've listened to all the Time Suck podcasts and tune in every week. Oh, man, thank you. I run a small company and spend a lot of time by myself running production and shipping orders. Time Suck is my work buddy who entertains and educates. I love it. On Saturday, I was listening to the Lori Vallow episode, What a Piece of Shit, enjoying a cool can of Whipple while slipping out, uh, shipping out orders, and what pops up in order to Rexburg, Idaho, just as you are detailing what Chad Daybell was doing there. I'd never heard of Rexburg and looked at the order wondering, what the hell? Why would I get an order from this little burg just as you are talking about this little gem of a town? Anyway, packed up their order with a little note to not kill anyone and a plug for time suck. I may have lost a customer. Also, if you, uh, if any of your listeners need the world's best German glass glitter or other old-timey miniatures like Germany gnomes, or spun cotton mushrooms. We can hook them up. We ship worldwide, even to Rexburg. By the way, you've become kind of a family friend. My daughter got me tickets to your Sacramento gig, loved it, and I forced my wife to go. While she would hate to admit it, she loved it as much as me. So if you could give a shout out to the love of my life. Oh, your, your twin flame, uh, Carol. It might, it might get me off the couch and back into the bedroom. Thanks for all you do. Your loyal spaces are John. P.S. If you want to throw me a plug, it's Meyer-Imports.com. John, I would love to throw you a plug. I checked out Meyer-Imports.com and it's M-E-Y-E-R dash and then just the word imports.com. It's fucking adorable. Uh, check it out, fellow meat sacks. A very cool niche business with a great slick website. Um, yeah, just a lot of like really cool products. Uh, funny when uh, uh, stuff like hearing about Rexburg, you know, probably for the first time while working on an order to Rexburg happens, right? Moments like that always give me a little pause. I'm like, is the universe trying to tell me something? I mean, I realize it's just, you know, probably coincidence, but sometimes it feels more than that. Uh, also hope your customer does not kill anyone. Rexburg, they can't handle it. It's normally such a quiet town. I love that your daughter uh, brought you to a show and that you and your wife had a great time, even though she won't admit it, even though she will not submit. Carol, you got a sweet man here. I, I, I command you to go full Lucifina on him or, or at least give him a hug and a kiss and tell him he's a great guy. And now some laughter. Uh, holy shit. I've, I've been fighting a cold. I, you probably heard me cough a few times, left me with this annoying cough. Uh, and when I read this, I started laughing, couldn't stop and started coughing so much it hurt. Sweet sucker, uh, Leslie Hammonds bought some of my bullshit. She wrote in with a subject line of Dan's damn bent boner. 
Dear Suckmaster Supreme, I know how much you love getting us gullible meat sacks to fall for your absurd stories. And I just wanted to say, say that after six years, you finally got me. I thought you might find this particular gotcha even more enjoyable as I'm a healthcare professional with 17 years under uh, her belt. To my credit though, I'm a respiratory therapist and my motto is I work from the waist up. So my boner knowledge is only recreational at best, LOL. When you first mentioned falling out of bed onto your boner, <laughs> when you first mentioned falling out of bed onto your boner and bending it, I was so concerned for your well-being. I audibly gasped. Having worked in an ER at times during my profession, I have heard secondhand of some very traumatic boner injuries. They were not my patients, however, as they did not require to be put on a ventilator, uh, though I'm sure some of them hyperventilated to an extreme degree. As the weeks went on and you kept mentioning this injury and that it had actually reoccurred, I became more and more concerned for you, even telling my husband that I thought you were overworked and needed to go to a wellness retreat or something like that. <laughs> I did not disclose to him uh, the boner injury at that time. Later, when it was revealed to be a joke, I was both relieved and embarrassed that I had fallen for the whole thing, but also laughing hysterically, as was my husband, a certified boner owner who assured me that falling out of bed would not likely cause a 90-degree angle bent boner that one has to use to pee into a toilet like uh, sinking a tricky pool shot. I hope this gotcha moment fills you with as much satisfaction as it did entertainment for us. Ah, if this does get read on the podcast, could you please give a shout out to my best friend of 32 years, uh, brother from another mother and fellow space lizard Anthony. He's the absolute best of humanity and I hope I can get him to a future summer camp so that uh, you too might stand in his unabashed greatness. LOL, seriously though, he has been there for me through our mutual adolescence, horrible trauma, marriage, divorce, cancer, and the death of both my parents. I honestly don't know what I would, where I'd be without him. I love him and his wife and three children as my own family. This is adorable. Uh, in closing, thanks for all that you do and, the, and thanks for all that you and the Bad Magic team do. I've truly found a home in this community of awesome and kick-ass meat sacks. Sincerely, Leslie Hammonds. Oh my God, Leslie, this one message. If no other mention of the, the boner injuries would have ever come in, would have made my dick nonsense completely worth it. I, I can't tell you how much I love that you actually believed <laughs> that my dick was first bent at a 90 degree angle, then bent at a 135 degree angle, and then ended up basically looking like a, a kid's twisty fucking party straw. And I was still recording episodes. Ah, oh, thank you, thank you for following for that. And I do appreciate that you were very concerned for my well-being. <coughs> Excuse me. Oh my God. And yes, I would love to give a shout out to your best friend of 32 years. Uh, Spaces or Anthony. Uh, I love old friendships like that. I mean, so special, truly irreplaceable. So sweet. Uh, I'm happy you found a home here. Keep enjoying it. And if any one of us Cult of Curious members really do uh, get our dicks bent, I hope if no one else in our lives are worried about us, that we can reach out to you to at least be able to complain about the trials and tribulations of having a bent dick to a receptive ear. And now I'll end on another Idaho-related message. Uh, Spud Sack, Jeffrey Jade, wrote in with a subject line of my wife and Lori Vallow, starting with my brother and Spuds. Uh, I got to tell you about my wife, Blair, and her obsession with the Vallow uh, Daybell case. As soon as news broke that Tylee and JJ were missing, Blair started following the story. For the last couple of years, I didn't need to read anything about it in the news because my wife would keep me updated whether I liked it or not. When it was announced that Lori's trial was moved to Ada County, my wife, not content to watch the news coverage, made preparations to see it in person. I still remember how shocked I was that she was able to get into the courtroom to watch the opening statements. The court had to run a lottery for each day of court to give away tickets to the courtroom so they weren't overwhelmed by spectators. She was able to attend maybe five or six days of the trial. She got to know the cast of characters involved, 
the attorneys, the reporters, even the bailiffs. Now she's getting ready to do the same for Chad's trial. Of course, she couldn't speak to Lori, but she did mention how cold Lori seemed uh, to the proceedings. The only time Lori showed any emotion was when JJ was mentioned. I really can't explain Blair's interest in the case other than that she is interested in becoming a lawyer herself. She's an incredible wife and mother, and I know she would make a damn fine lawyer. Uh, while I have you on the line, I wanted to throw back to your crazy U.S. laws. Episode 244. I wanted to commend you on wading through the bullshit clickbait that I see out there on the subject. That's what makes time so great. I also wanted to give you a different perspective on Idaho's infamous crime against nature law. In the episode, you criticize the law for its use against consenting adults. As I'm sure that has happened, it also has been used with good intentions. I worked as a correctional officer for the state of Idaho for about 13 years, and I saw maybe four people charged with this crime. All of them, uh, all of them were for unconsenting sex acts that would not be otherwise prosecutable under other statutes. For example, I remember one sick fuck who was in a hospital. One of the other patients, an 18-year-old boy, woke up one morning to find this sick fuck sucking on his penis. Jesus. Crimes like this are what the statute is intended for. And all the people charged with the crime were in for similar non-consenting acts. Think of it like a catch-all law for sick, twisted sex crimes that should be illegal but don't quite work under other statutes. Also, one more thing. There is an Idaho law that you missed that is absolutely bonkers. Check out 18-1506A, ritualized abuse of a child. In part, this law makes it legal to A, actually or in simulation torture, mutilate, or sacrifice any warm-blooded animal or human being. Uh, and then B, force in, uh, oh, actually, skip B, then C, forces ingestion or external application of human or animal urine, feces, flesh, blood, bones, body secretions, non-prescribed drugs, or chemical compounds. And the craziest one, E, places a living child into a coffin or open grave containing a human corpse or remains. This law was passed in 1990 at the height of the satanic panic and was 100% a response to rumors of satanic activity instead of events that actually happened. To the best of my knowledge, it has only been charged one time. In that case, the perpetrator said he was doing God's work, not the work of our dark Lord and Savior, Lucifer. Anywho, if you read this on the show, would you please commune through the portal? I mean, give a shout out to my wife, Blair, and tell her to get cracking on studying for that LSAT. Hail, Lucifina. Thanks for all you do, especially being a conduit for knowledge and at the same time helping so many charities. Keep on sucking, Jeff. Oh man, Jeff, so much here. Uh, first off, you might want to keep a close eye on your wife. Maybe sleep with one eye open. Is she studying up on becoming a lawyer? Or is she looking to understand where Chad and Lori fucked up so she can learn from their mistakes and maybe get rid of you? Or maybe she's hoping that if she spends enough time around them, she'll figure out how to identify demon zombies that need to be eliminated. Uh, but for real, I hope she does start studying for her LSAT if that's what she's into. And I'm not surprised she found Lori to be very cold. I'm surprised that Lori got emotional hearing about JJ. Maybe there's still some human piece of her heart left. Uh, also interesting to learn that some of those weird laws have come in handy. I was morbidly curious about uh, who the fucker was that got convicted of that ritualized abuse statute. I think I figured out who you're talking about. Dana Andrew Furtney. February of 2018, the then 49-year-old man from Priest River, which is just about an hour's drive from here in the Suck Dungeon, found guilty of 10 counts of lewd conduct, four other charges, including ritualized abuse. He abused a woman and three children, told investigators his religious beliefs permitted treatment uh, that he dole, doled out. Uh, the abuse occurred between 2009 and 2013. Uh, Fertney fondled the breasts and genitals of two minor females, forced a minor boy to consume feces during what uh, he characterized as a religious rite. He locked the woman in a set of stocks, chained the boy up in an underground tunnel, uh, and then once left the boy tied to an outhouse wall for a week. That fucker was sentenced to life in prison. 
So is, is that the guy? I hope so. I hope he's not another guy caught doing shit like that. Uh, thanks for the message, Jeff. Thanks to everyone who's been sending the messages in lately. We've been getting a lot more of them, and I love it. Uh, if your message does not make it onto the show, when you send it into Bojangles at timesuckpodcast.com, it does for sure still get read. Thanks, time suckers. I needed that. We all did. Thanks for listening to another Bad Magic Productions podcast, Scared to Death, Time Suck Each Week. Uh, please don't join an online cult this week, Meat Sacks. Sure sounds uh, just as shitty and sad as a traditional cult. Just uh, stick with this cult. I- I'm not asking for $8,888. Uh, at most, here on TimeSuck, uh, you know, I'm asking for five bucks a month. And I'm not going to tell you who you should date or what gender you really are. Right? I don't want to be that involved in your business. I just want you to, uh, can you guess? I bet you can. That's right. Keep on sucking. Bad Magic Productions. This is the plaintiff, the righteous patriarch, Dan Cummins. The defendant, his wife, Lindsay Cummins, has been accused of being a 5.2 level dark zombie whose soul has been possessed by a powerful demon known as Theodore Bartholomew, a.k.a. Teddy Bart. And this demon zombie Polish monster has been accused of refusing to submit and be subservient. The plaintiff believes that the stress of living with a willful and disobedient woman who won't always do what he wants when he wants her to has led to a series of bedtime boner fall disasters that have left him crippled, ashamed, and in considerable pain. He's asking for a trillion dollars in damages. The defendant thinks that all of this is, quote, silly and stupid and has told the plaintiff that he can go fuck himself. Who gets fucked? Who gets a trillion dollars? Find out when today's verdict is handed down by Judge Bopner presiding over... The Meat Sacks Courts. <laughs>